This Facts and O'Brien podcast is brought to you by Gary Thomas and the Wealth Technology Group in Westfield. Where it's not what you make, it's what you keep. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551 and Credence on Rock 102. Mostly cloudy today, but dry with a, a high of 80. Tomorrow, cloudy with a chance of a shower and a high of 80. 54 in downtown Springfield. Coming up after uh, 7 o'clock, we'll talk with Mike Quincy from Consumer Reports. Uh, you going RV in this summer? Uh, Did, n- either uh, one of you going n- RV in? I do uh, I do not own an RV. By the, by the way, and Dave, I would not get in an RV. Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3 is joining us in uh, the studio. Bax is probably in an RV somewhere. If he's, well, I know he's recovering no, 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 from no, no, his, no. his cold he's, symptoms. He's in a trailer. Yeah, I, I don't think his is going to get stolen. I, I don't think it's an RV unless it drives. That'll be something to ask uh, Quincy. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to the bottom yeah. of that. Uh, hey, how about some Hollywood trash on Rock 102? Uh, Kathy Griffin has lung cancer and is undergoing surgery to have half of her lung removed. It's stage one, and her doctors are optimistic that she could be cancer-free if everything goes well with the surgery. i tell you what, cancer is not the worst thing she's suffering from. Stop it. John, John can get away with that, being a cancer sufferer, right? <laughs> yeah. he, can, he can throw all sorts of barbs all, at people. With also being uh, yeah. offensively... Uh, in appearance, offensive in appearance, I can also get away with it. <laughs> oh, um, she's just as pretty as any other girl. No, she no. She just needs a nose job. And about 400 pounds of plastic surgery removed. Man, they showed some pictures of her last night. Whew. You know, every once in a while, I'll see somebody I haven't seen in a while. Mm-hmm. And you can tell oh, yeah. they've gotten, like, Botox treatments. Oh, yeah. And yeah. they look not that great. No. I mean, it might have looked great when you got it. It like, might have looked great for a year or two afterwards. I think it maybe looked good for the day. No, it might have been for a while, but it doesn't anymore. And and Kathy Griffin. And by the way, stage one. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> stage one. It's like a cold. Uh, you you've had uh, stage four I am fifteen st- times now. Yeah. You've, you've had uh, you're up to stage one hundred twenty seven. I've actually created a stage five. See. Yeah, I've been in stage four for so long. They've actually decided they've calling they're calling it four point You're a cancer stage pioneer. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like the Tour de France of uh, cancer. Exactly. There. Stage sixteen. Were they it's stage twenty? Been uh, nine, almost nine years. Hugh Jackman revealed that he's undergoing a skin biopsy over a possible cancer scare, but it sounds like it's just mostly a precaution. Oh, that's got to make a big deal out of it, though. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. It's like. Kathy Griffin gets on Nightline for stage one. Hugh Jackman has a has a freckle, and he wants to go uh, and tell the world. Look, there's something wrong with this. Yeah, uh, Hugh, that's a it's a stain. It's a oh yeah, sauce stain. It's barbecue <laughs> sauce from yeah, last night. Exactly. It's like Gorbachev with his uh, wine stain on his forehead. <laughs> right. Uh, Matt Damon is clarifying the report that he recently retired the gay slur that starts with an F. He also says it wasn't a personal awakening. He hasn't called anyone that word in his personal life. I find that hard to I believe. I find it very hard to and believe. He, he does not use slurs of any kind. Yeah. So, so is he claiming his daughter lied then about uh, releasing that story to the press? No. I, he says that that whole interaction was true. But he doesn't use that word all the time. All the time. I thought a moment ago you life. said at all in his personal life. Well, but yesterday he was talking about how he uses it for movies and things like that. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. If it's in a script, then it's okay. I got you. Well, that's art then. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Ellen Pompeo plans on taking a break from acting after Grey's Anatomy. Um, shouldn't Grey's Anatomy just take a break? Take a break ten yeah. years ago. Yeah. Like I think this is the final the final season. I've never uh, never watched it. She wants to invest in uh, business uh, businesses and try new things like the podcast she's debuting in the fall called Tell Me. Ooh, that sounds compelling. Everybody's got a podcast now. Not everybody. Uh, Billie Eilish has the biggest vocabulary among modern artists using uh, 169 unique words in her lyrics per every 1,000. Who decided to analyze that? Uh, Probably Billie Eilish. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, Harry Styles is second, followed by Lizzo. At the bottom of the list is Trey Songz with... 66 unique words per 1,000, followed by Carly Rae Jepsen with 69. Giggity. Wow. Patti Smith tops the list of legendary artists with 217 words per 1,000. She's followed by uh, Joni Mitchell and Bjork. The classic artist with the lowest range of words is Luther Vandross. (laughs) Well. Well, he's dead, too. Yeah, that's why he's not talking much. (laughs) He can't catch up. But do you want to take a guess who the real vocabulary champ is? Of what category? Uh, of all time in in music, yeah, Bob Dylan, yes, wow, twelve thousand two hundred and eighty-five unique words. Just can't understand anything he says. Yeah, but he has too many words mm-hmm. per sentence. That as far as the music that he has, oh, you know what I mean? That's why he mumbles because he's just trying mm-hmm. to get to the next word. Yeah, his, his his there's too many words in a sentence. Meatloaf was the same way, or Jim Steinman actually wrote that way. Too many words. He is uh, followed by Prince with 11,430 words. Wow. Again, no chance to catch up for Prince there. I just want, like, who takes the time to, you know. People with very little to do. I guess so. Mm -hmm. Uh, Shailene Woodley said she was advised to stop auditioning as a teen due to acne. This is uh, Mrs. Aaron Rodgers, right? Yeah. Um. she was 16 when a uh, when a show premiered uh, the Secret Life of the American Teenager. At the time, back in, in 2008, Shailene had already appeared in guest roles on popular network dramas and sitcoms like Everybody Loves Raymond and Cold Case. But they told her, "Yeah, you're not gonna make it anywhere. You got too much acne." Hmm. This is, I didn't know Aaron Rodgers got married. Well, I, I think they're engaged. Okay. I should have said to Cause, I mean, fiance. Because yeah. I mean he's been with a number of uh, different hotties in the last couple, just the last couple of years. Well, Shailene Woodley, Woodley ain't nothing to shake a stick at. Eh, uh, okay. I, I like um, Olivia Munn. He was with her for a while. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, but yeah, can you imagine that? Somebody telling you, yeah, ain't gonna make it in this business. You got too oily skin. Her, yeah. her, her skin looks perfect. I, I got your acne scars right here. Right here. Yeah, I was told it a thousand times. Uh, the Oscars venue known as the Hollywood and Highland Center is removing the elephant statues in uh, Mesopotamia. Mesopotamia. Mesopotamia, yeah, too. Yeah. You have to say sound in that one. Uh, oh, yeah, well, I wasn't sure if you really could do that one. Uh, elements because they were used on the set of the 1916 silent film Intolerance, which has been condemned by the NAACP. The renovation should be completed by next summer. It's just something that was in a movie. Uh, can you just... Steve, it's uh, it's very meaningful to some people. And uh, therefore, it should be meaningful to us. Daniel Radcliffe says that if there was a Harry Potter reboot, he would want to play uh, Sirius Black or Remus Lupin. Those are other characters in the movie. Oh, okay. I yeah. was going to say, I have no idea. 
yeah. serious black. Yeah, well, you've, have you have you ever watched the Hattie, Harry Potter series? Only the no, only the first one. Do you want to borrow them? I have mm. the entire collection. I do not, but thank you for the offer. Well, I think it was something you would be into. I don't think I would, and that's why I didn't. You I hate them. I tried in, one. I hated that whole thing. You said you, you said you weren't into zombies, and you got into The Walking ah, Dead. Ah, right. But that's because I didn't try the zombies. I've tried Harry Potter. I've seen the first one. No interest in seeing the second one. And that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Hey, 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 what the hell? Well, here's the problem, John. Mm -hmm. Uh, Usually we have like, you know, six, seven minutes worth of commercials going on here. Well. And and, uh, just went right into the music. Nevertheless. Well, would you like me to play your little intro here? Uh, well, yes. following takes place between 6 a.m. and 7 a.m. And the Rock 102 Pioneer Valley forecast is brought to you by 413 ProTint. For tinting on your vehicle, home, or business, call 413 ProTint in Springfield today. Uh, today will be mostly cloudy but dry and a high of 80. Tomorrow, cloudy with a slight chance of a shower and a high of 80. Right now in downtown Springfield, it is 54 degrees. Because of the time difference, this is happening so quickly. Uh, all I can tell you at the moment is that Simone Biles just won a bronze medal. She uh, delivered during the women's balance beam final a week after taking herself out of several competitions to focus on her mental health. The six-time medalist drilled a slightly altered routine this morning using one that ended with a double pike dismount. Oh, that's the good one. No twisting required. She posted a score of 14.00, and that was good enough for second place after four competitors during the eight-woman final. But that was all written 15 minutes ago. And and again, because of the time difference, I just learned she has just won a bronze medal. A shot putter from the country of Georgia has been pulled from the event after testing positive for steroids. Uh, Benique Abermeen was due to take part in the shot put qualifying round later today. Poland granted a visa to a Belarusian Olympic sprinter who said she feared for her safety and that her team's officials tried to force her to fly home. A Polish ministry official says the runner received a humanitarian visa from the Polish embassy in Tokyo. The standoff began after she criticized how officials were managing the team. That set off a massive backlash in state-run media back home, where authorities relentlessly crack down on government critics. Alabama coach Nick Saban will make $11.5 million in the final year of a new eight-year contract. It's worth at least $84.8 million. The university released details of Saban's, Saban's previously announced deal after the Board of Trustees Compensation Committee formally approved it. Chris Paul opted out of the final year of his contract with the Suns over the weekend, but he's staying put. Phoenix is bringing back the veteran point guard on a four-year deal that could be worth up to $120 million, and it would keep him with the team until he's 40 years old. We will now uh, return you to that wonderful Van Halen song, Already in Progress. No, no, it's a different song. Oh, it's a different song. Because oh, I lost yeah. it. I went to kill it, and you can't get it back oh. until you go back in the system. And- Here, here's Queen at Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 610 and Queen on Rock 102. 
In the uh, studio with us is Dave Coombs from Laser993. Present. Cloudy uh, today, dry though, a high of 80, 54 now in downtown Springfield. Uh, again, because of the time difference, you may not know this, uh, just waking up, but Simone Biles, who did decide to do the uh, balance beam routine, uh, has finished the competition. She did very well, and she ended up with a bronze medal. There you so, go. Yeah, there you go. You know, uh, technology is bad enough. Um, technology with age is even worse. Technology with age and bad technology is worstest. Uh, the worst. Wouldn't I like worst. to say worstest. I don't think uh, this a is word, me. But... This is me. Like those guys. Like all those celebrities you talked about making yeah. up their own words. So those, Bob that, Dylan. Bob Dylan yeah. is worstest. That, that's mine. Uh, worstest. I I want to watch this show, and I'll tell you about the show in a few minutes. But I, I, I know where it is. I know it's on AMC. I've got my third box from Spectrum, Charter Spectrum, in the last month and a half. And th- because the first two crapped the bed. In various ways, they just stopped working properly. Mm-hmm. Aside from the fact the delay on the amount of time it takes between hitting a button and actually getting... Uh, the action that hitting the button is supposed to do is like seconds. You know, you hit a button on a remote, you expect instantaneous response. Mm-hmm. Doesn't happen that way. So I've had three different boxes. I'm now on the third one. I want to watch this show that I know is on AMC. And I go into, and see, I don't even think we have it here, even though we have Charter here too, but um, this is an old DVR which works perfectly. Um, the, I wanted to go into on demand and I go in there for AMC and I go and I find the show and then I click on it and then I get this. You need to put in a code to watch AMC's on demand programming. Okay. So I get the code on my phone and, uh, and, and I enter it into the, uh, the TV and, um, you know what? Now I can't even remember what happened. But I know I couldn't watch it. I know I couldn't watch right, it. Okay. I could watch it on my phone if I wanted to, but I don't own a fifty-five, a 65-inch TV so that I can watch TV on a phone. So I go upstairs to the other TV where I have uh, Roku on that, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm finally able to watch the show. But, okay. I mean, you know, the, the amount of work that it takes now – to watch television, even when you already pay for the channels, because I think that's what was happening on the first TV it was telling me, you know, you, because you don't have AMC because you haven't signed up for it, sign up for it. AMC is, it, it comes part, with the cable. It's part of my system. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't get that part. So the show, uh, which has already aired its first season, um, is called Kevin can F himself. Oh yeah. 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 And uh, if you watched uh, if you watched Schitt's Creek and and uh, pay attention to who the characters are, so Alexis, the young girl, the the girl in uh, in the Creek show there, um, she's the star of this show. The concept is kind of interesting, which is why I got lured into it. Um, and I don't judge TV, radio, whatever. I don't judge based on first performances, first episodes. First episode, I haven't even finished yet. 
It's not that good, but I was drawn into it by the concept. The writers between uh, uh, Kevin Can Wait and what was the show before that with Kevin James? Uh, King of Queens. Uh, King of Queens. Thank you very much. King of Queens. Uh, The idea of a fat, schlubby husband married to a super hot wife, doting wife, is uh, ridiculous. It's like the Honeymooners. I mean, it's like every single sitcom going back into history, It it is kind of like that. So what they tried to do, the creators of this, was to take that concept and turn it upside down. So what you have, and by the way, I gotta I gotta blame bad casting on some of this too. The guy who plays Kevin is uh, is awful. I just I don't know how they picked him, and and I don't even know who he is, and I don't remember ever seeing him before. Um, but the show was shot and based in Worcester, so it is kind of interesting to to see this girl who played Alexa for so long in in the Creek Show. With a Worcester accent, hmm. yeah. Just and and every word she says, even if it's a two-word response to a sentence, you can hear the Worcester accent. And then it actually was shot in Worcester. Not that I'm very familiar with Worcester, but you can see you know Worcester street scenes and yeah. Worcester stores and things like that. But the the idea is that whenever you're watching a scene. Uh, from his point of view or just a generic point of view, there's either a studio audience or a laugh track. The thing of it is, is that while he's this 35 year old, 13 year old, um, she is realizing she wants to kill him. So every time it goes to a, so it switches from his scenes to her scenes, his scenes either have a studio audience or a laugh track, her scenes, the lighting changes and it's a drama. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's kind of, it's a cool concept. Uh, and it is, I mean, you know, when, once you go to what she's thinking and planning, there's no laughter. Uh, it's just got a whole different feel and a whole different lighting to it. I mean, she hasn't even begun the plot of killing him yet in the first episode. You just simply see, and it, and it's like, it's like everybody loves Raymond and probably the Kevin shows as well. His family either lives in the same house or on the same street. And she has to put up not only with her husband, but her father-in-law and her brother-in-law and her sister-in-law. Mm. And she basically has no support system. So, but but it, it it's a it's a cool concept. But I I dislike I don't know if you I saw you looking something up, Dave. I don't know if you were looking up the guy. I was. His name is Eric Peterson, and, and this is just funny because I mentioned the honeymooners. It says here that uh, his character meant to channel the stereotypical sitcom husband in the style of King of Queens, yeah. honeymooners, and Family Guy. Yeah, yeah, and, and but he's. What else was he in? Well, I was looking at that, too. Uh, he was in a few different things like Big Bang Theory, Modern Family, Law & Order, or Special Victims Unit, but only as minor characters. Yeah. I don't think he's really been a star in anything. This is his first big chance. The, the, the other actor uh, that I... The only other actor I recognize is the guy who plays his father, his father, her father-in-law, and, uh, and, I, and I can't remember where I've seen him before, but just, you know, hopefully, maybe it'll be like Seinfeld. 
You know, Seinfeld, although they don't generally replace the main character of a show, but, you know, Seinfeld had a father in season one, Mm -hmm. and then they changed it, uh, and and then he had uh, the father he had for the entire rest of the series. But I I don't know. I mean, the the concept is cool. If you're from Worcester, you know Worcester really well, that's pretty cool. And, and I'm hoping it gets better after the first episode. And I have a question. Is So when you talk about Worcester accent, is it merely like a, you know any Massachusetts with lobster and anything like that going on or what? There, there, I, I can't describe it. It's different but than just Boston? But there is a slight difference between okay. Central Mass and, and Boston. And, yeah. she, and she nails it, the actress who's she really, saying, right? They all do. Huh. But it's funniest to hear it from her because I'm so used to hearing her as this entitled princess yeah Yeah, exactly yeah yeah Yeah. but uh it's kind of it's entertaining i suppose like i said i might i might give it another episode or two but uh it's it's not looking good at this point but it's funny to hear um i listen to that app that reads to me and uh it's it's funny because in the opening it says kevin ken and then it's like the camera pans and all you see is one letter at a time. But you see F, and then you see U, and then you see the next one, and then you see the next one. But they're all separately. Yeah, you know, they might as well start calling it Hollywoodster. By the way, how how many shows and movies are being filmed there? My God. Oh, and yeah, Worcester is, yeah. Uh, has become kind of popular. But some of them are filmed there and turned into fictional uh, locations. Right. This is Worcester. Huh. I mean, they talk about Worcester. They make reference to Worcester. It's Worcester. You know, it's really cool that you get to watch all these adult shows. Uh, can I but, tell you about the shows I watch in my house? Hey, did you see the iCarly reboot? <laughs> Man, Miranda yeah. Cosgrove is uh, excellent in well, that But you role. need like a separate uh, television viewing room for your girls and you. I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've watched, I, I watched one miniseries back in in the winter can't can't you like sit on the couch with them with an ipad in your hand and an earbud in your ear and um, you watch an adult show so i i did this thing where i uh, i banned electronics in the house oh boy <laughs> and that's been almost a year now wow so you're very looking rarely at, you're looking for the hernandez kids I mean the Menen- the Menendez kids. No, actually, it's, it's probably one of the best moves I ever made as a parent, yeah. uh, taking those things away. But uh, we, I do still let them watch TV, and I go to bed fairly early. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, when we watch TV, it's mostly some sort of kid or teen show. Yeah. Uh, so I don't really get to watch it. The last thing I watched was eleven twenty two sixty three five years after it came out <laughs> on Hulu. Oh, I. What was uh, what was that? What date was that? That was, was uh, September 11th. No, 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 no. no it was 63. Uh, <laughs> it was the day Kennedy. James Franco oh. ordered a bologna sandwich. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, um, sure. No, that, that was a that, that was a great. It was a Stephen King based on a Stephen King novel. Yeah, and uh, that was pretty good. But I had to watch that like. Late at night, while everybody else is in bed. Yeah, but seriously, you can't yeah. just sit next to them uh, in a chair with a with an iPad and an earbud and watch your own program. I well, I mean, I, I you know, I have my phone, but I don't I don't watch anything on the on an iPad or a computer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's trying to be the sympathetic dad. Come on, he's trying yeah. to watch their shows with them and Ugh. pretend like he likes them. That would drive me nuts. Yeah, I know, and that's exactly why you don't have children. <laughs> oh, that's not the only reason. It's 621 at Rock 102. Chemical. 
It's 625 at Rock 102. Dave Coombs from Laser 993 joining us this morning. And uh, Mike Quincy. After 7 o'clock, I guess we're going to be talking about RVs. And no, and no backs. He's out sick again. Yeah. He is? I don't know. Uh, Quincy. Quincy's a car guy. Yeah. He tests cars for Consumer Reports. Uh-huh. So he's going to talk about RVs. Did he have to like go and spend days in the woods in an RV in order to be able to review them? We're going to have to ask him if he drives the RV around the test track like the other cars. Yeah, well, that, down at the uh, Consumer Reports place. That's what I mean because I'm I'm under the impression an RV is the drivable kind, not the uh, not the not the trailing kind, the gotcha. towing the towing kind. That's what I was trying to say. Hey, uh, let's laugh. Tell me. Tell me what's funny. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Joke of the day brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Right now, get three years of complimentary maintenance at Gary Rome Hyundai, 150 Whiting Farms Road in Holyoke, and that is no joke. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's Classic Rock. A woman marries and has 13 children. 13 children. Yep. And after that, her husband dies. Oh. But she soon marries again, and she has seven more kids. And then that husband dies, and she gets married a third time, five more kids. Finally, she dies. Uh-huh. Right? So they're standing before her coffin, and the preacher is praying to the Lord, thanking them for this loving woman who fulfilled her commandment to go forth and multiply. And in the eulogy, the preacher says, and Lord, they're finally together. And uh, leaning over the coffin, one neighbor uh, quietly says to the other one, do you think they mean her first, second, and third husband? And uh, the neighbor goes, no, I think he means her legs. Oh, her I legs get it because she was opening together. them up for so exactly. many years. <laughs> with all the children. She was quite the loose lady. <laughs> it is 629 at Rock 102, and it is time for news brought to you by Serview Locksmiths. They've got a key for that. Uh, it's time for news, and then Dave Coombs from Laser993 is joining us in the studio <coughs> this morning. Uh, one person arrested in... Uh, I'm sorry. Start again. Went to the end of the day. A Holyoke man was arrested Monday morning after a dozen dirt bikers assaulted a driver with their helmets at the X in Springfield nearly a month ago. According to a news release uh, from the Springfield mayor's office, at around 7 a.m., members of the Springfield Police Warrant Apprehension Unit, U.S. Marshals Task Force, and the Mass State Police VFAS. What is that one? Um, actually, uh, very fine uh, ass. Violent, uh, I'm not sure. Veterans of foreign something or other? No. Uh, Holyoke I Police think. Department and the Hamden County Sheriff's Department arrested 23-year-old Juan rodriguez Minier. Uh, detectives requested and were granted an arrest warrant on July 20th for rodriguez Minier's oh. involvement in an assault from July 5th. It happened around 9.30 p.m. on the 5th at the intersection of Sumner and Belmont Avenues. Police Commissioner Cheryl Claproot said the driver of the car hit the wheel of one of the dirt bikes, and that led to an altercation with about a dozen dirt bike riders. Officers located an adult man on the ground and immediately provided first aid before he was uh, taken to Bay State Health, where he remained in critical but stable condition with severe head trauma. After investigation, detectives say a group of dirt bike riders had cut off the victim's car, and a small collision between the victim's vehicle and the dirt bike occurred. A verbal altercation then started, and the driver exited his vehicle where the assault happened. You know, uh, we can remember this graphically. Um, happened Fourth of July weekend, as you said. That's interesting. I didn't realize. So they applied for a warrant on the twentieth. Is that what you? Is yeah. That, so yeah. 
I mean, that it was one of those things. First of all, I don't know why I got confused. I thought this was up the road right at the start of, uh, of Allen Street at Sumner and Allen. I didn't realize it was in the middle of the X. So in the middle of the X, I'm sure there's a ton of surveillance cameras. Yeah. And maybe they you know, started out by using surveillance cameras because these vehicles don't have plates on them. So there's really no way of identifying the vehicle. Um, and this was such a an awful, you know, when they do these stories and they say the victim is in critical condition at Bay State, you don't really know what that means. My understanding was at some point, I don't know if this is still true, I hope it's not, that the that the man was on a respirator. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how Severely. critical the, the condition was, how severe the injuries were. And I mean, here we are now, nearly a month later, and he's still in the hospital. And for all we know, there could be permanent brain damage. And it's, it was just, it's the kind of crime where you say, God, I really hope somebody gets caught for this. And, you know, as you mentioned, the, the way they write the story, the man came in contact with one of the tires of one of the bikes because the bike cut him off. The bikers and they were surrounded obviously by was, went in yeah. there and tried to make contact with him. It's like when you rear end somebody, it's always the driver in the back's fault, but it doesn't mean that the person in the front wasn't hitting his brakes or trying to make something happen. It's just that something did happen and now you're to blame. So, you know, uh, the guy makes contact and, and I think what happened was the light went green and everybody else took off. And then when they all realized their buddy wasn't with them, they all doubled back. And unfortunately, the man got out of his car. Mm -hmm. And then when everybody came back, they they beat him. My hope is, uh, as is usually the case, they're going to squeeze this kid, uh, threaten him with all kinds of uh, prison or stuff like that, and he'll spill the names of all of his accomplices. And, well, and they'll all be caught. I bet you uh, that's part of how they caught him. That might all be all his friends. Yep. Uh, you know, the, you know. I'm sure. You know, some of the uh, the, the the police identified some of the individuals. Mm-hmm. They probably knew some of the individuals already. They might have. It might have been. Hey, uh, what's his name? Right. You they might have had it the other way around. They might have grabbed another kid who was just there. You know, and every one of them downplays their participation. Well, I was there, but I didn't actually, uh, you know, hit the guy. Uh, well, who else was there? Otherwise, yeah. we're putting it all on you. Okay. Uh, well, it was Timmy and Tommy and yeah. Jimmy and Billy. And this kid. And uh, good. I'm uh, glad they got one of them. I hope they get them all. VFAS, the Violent Fugitive Apprehension Section of the State Police. There you go. Uh, Mayor John, uh, Dominic Sarno, or Dom Dom, Dom, Dom. says, uh, Outstanding work by our brave and dedicated Springfield Police Department, especially our Detective Bureau led by Captain Trent Duda. I want to thank all of our regional partners for their efforts in identifying and tracking down this suspect and the terrific work by everyone involved. And he's absolutely right that uh, <laughs> to, to find a bunch of people mm-hmm. who were helmeted, you know. Yeah. It, and well, probably bike, not all of them. No, but, it, but these bikes don't have registrations yeah, on them. That's it's what I'm not, saying. Yeah. There's no plates. There's mm-hmm. no identifying marks. And and they and in 15 days, actually, they had somebody, which is cool. The uh, Ludlow Police Department is looking for the public's help in finding a missing mother along with her three children. According to the department, 30-year-old Ashley Kulig is missing, as well as her children, 9-year-old Aiden, 5-year-old Grace, and 3-year-old Isaac. Boy. The children were last seen on May 5th and are believed to be with Ashley. I was... A little surprised that they're showing the poster right now on the uh, on the news. Um, 
I was a little surprised that they released this now. I didn't see this back in May. Mm. If they did release it, uh, it just seems a little strange. Well, I, you know, I'm, it's one of those things where uh, I'm sure the police are holding a lot of information, yeah. releasing as little as necessary, possibly as little as allowed, because in domestic violence cases now, you're only allowed to release a certain amount of information, and also trying to uh, possibly maintain the safety of this family. Right. So... They, you know, they're reporting it because they're looking for them, but the truth is they can't really tell you too much of what's going on. One person uh, was arrested in another place into protective custody after Wilbraham police was called to a noise complaint at a local bar early Sunday morning. According to uh, Wilbraham police, officers were called to the Daily Pint where they saw several intoxicated individuals who, after being refused service at the bar, allegedly became belligerent. Oh, sons of so you were drunk when you already got there? Well, yeah, I mean, they might have they might have been on a pub crawl. I don't think there's too many pub crawls going on in the uh, in July or. Do you know how many you know how many bars there are down along Route 20 in Wilbraham? Do one of those poker runs like you do, yeah, John? Yeah. Yes, or, but how many are there open on Sunday morning? The Daily Pint. Well, obviously Saturday is night. It was you said like 12 a.m. Sunday morning. Oh, see, they're I'm making they're making it sound like it was uh, no, like it's 10 a.m. No, it's Saturday night. Yeah. Probably one card short of a flush. Yeah. You know, give them a break. Officers report they attempted to calm the individuals and obtain rides home for them. 25-year-old Kimberly Wimet of Hamden allegedly resisted attempts oh, to boy. assist her into her in, in, into a vehicle and at one point bit a Wilbraham uh, supervisor oh, on God. the arm. Following this, officers report that Wiemetz was arrested for assault and battery on a police officer. She was later additionally charged with resisting arrest. What's her first name? Uh, Kimberly. Kimberly Wiemetz. Kim Wiemetz. Oh, Kim (laughs) Wiemetz. That's a stretch. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I was just when I heard Wiemetz. Yeah, there's got to be one. There's always got to be one in the group. She uh, was later additionally charged with resisting arrest after she reportedly kicked and screamed at officers' attempts to arrest her. Yeah. Then it became assault on a police officer. Get away from me! You can't. You can't tell me. I only had a pint. It's Sunday morning. I had one pint yesterday. It was ten minutes ago, but it was yesterday, and now I'm having another pint. Well, I mean, get on the bar for recognizing that somebody was uh, intoxicated enough that you're not going to serve them any more booze. Unfortunately, that could mean falling down drunk Yeah. when they came in the door, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I have seen, and this is not to name any bars at all, but I mean, I've seen plenty of places where someone came in and already was pretty far along. Yeah. Or they got pretty far along where they were and continued to drink. Um, and somebody who uh, you know maybe dr- uh, drinks a lot, like Kimberly mm-hmm. uh, like Kimberly Wimet, yeah. uh, your tolerance is pretty high. Oh yeah, up until a certain point. Uh, yep. So you could, you know, technically drink maybe a pint or two of booze daily. No, not the daily. <laughs> it's not. I don't think this is the daily pints fault. The daily pints. No, like I'm they were just saying to- that that that's yeah. the name. Uh, but you don't. You can't. Tell sometimes until mm-hmm. it kicks in. Oh yeah, and then all of a yeah. sudden you're just this sloppy, sloppy drunk, yeah. and you're kicking and screaming. And so, how many people were they? Uh, two, two people were. Arrested. Oh, two. Oh, two were arrested. One was arrested. One was in protective custody. Okay, but there was there was a group of individuals. That's what I thought. Said, you yeah. said yeah. So a group goes in, 
Kimberly's the mouthy one. Mm-hmm. She's got to. She's got to be the one. That everybody's like, Kim, shut up, Kim, shut up. Stop it, Kim, stop. <laughs> no, I'm not. Shut, I'm not I'm leaving. Not. No, they she, can't do this, Todd. You she, can't. You're infringing on my rights. She shut up while she was biting the officer's <laughs> they, arm. That's yeah, what she shut for up. A second. This yeah, is yeah. why they want to defund you. Yeah. This is why, because you're picking on people like me. Yeah, and, and then her friend, the one who got taken into protective custody, <laughs> is just like sitting there next to her. And just keels over off the bar stool. <laughs> All the others probably quietly get up and they're like, "Okay, we'll go, uh, we'll we'll arrange rides, officer. Uh, no problems here. We don't want to cause any other problems." But Kim's biting cops, and the other one passes out. Yeah, and they didn't identify the person who was put in protective custody. Yeah, could have been yeah. a boyfriend. Too. It could have been. It could have been a boyfriend. Oh man, I was trying to get her out of here. Or the boyfriend could have been one of the other ones, the ex-boyfriend. Who now goes, oh, my God, I'm going to yeah. get away from this crazy broad. I can't believe you're dating her. <laughs> I know. Is she really going out <laughs> with him? <laughs> Police are uh, looking to speak with the person who found a mountain bike, possibly a bear hole in West Springfield that may have belonged to a missing Agawam man. According to the West Springfield Police Department, the bike is identical to the report of a missing person in Agawam. Todd Palaco was seen, last seen and heard from family towards the end of April or beginning of May, Polacco often rode a 2016 Giant Stance mountain bike throughout Western Mass and frequented local hiking and fishing areas, including Bear Hole in West Springfield. The mountain bike pictured was shared by the West Springfield police that is identical to the one Polacco owned, but with Continental tires. The bike was found by a passerby, possibly in Bear Hole, who then contacted the Colorado Ski and Bike Shop regarding the bike. However, no information was gathered regarding that person. Police believe the person may have information crucial to the investigation and Polacco's last known location. How old is the man? Uh, I, I don't know how old he oh. is. Hmm. Um, yeah, that is kind of weird. Like, you find a mountain bike, you call a bike shop? Well, um, maybe because it had a tag on it that yeah, said the bike shop on it? Exactly. Could have had the name on it, but... Um, yeah, the whole thing. Once again, I, I'm I'm sure there's stuff we're not being told. It's West Springfield, for God's sake. Oh yeah, surprised they didn't say uh, a vehicle with two tires and no engine was found in an area of the woods well, that of, has bears in it. Well, what kind of uh, what kind of vehicle was it? We uh, can't tell. We're you. Not telling. It's you classified that. information. Yeah. A unicycle. Uh, <laughs> uh, what else would it be? A, a <laughs> well, that, scooter? I'm thinking of the bicycle with the giant front tire and the little tiny back tire. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like the <laughs> like the, the two guys in Family Guy yeah. would ride and yeah. they do the muscle thing. Mm-hmm. The uh, Mass State Police are warning residents, specifically in western Massachusetts, of a scam call claiming to be the police. These scam callers say they are from the Cheshire State Police Barracks and appear to be using a number connected to the state police. Troopers say their number is being spoofed and that these phone calls are not legitimate. The caller claims to say that you are a victim of identity theft. If you receive a call similar to this, you are asked to not give them any information. State police are also reminding residents they are not conducting any fundraisers and will never ask you for money over the phone. I got one yesterday from uh, some support law enforcement. Oh, really? It was very vague of what they were. Mm-hmm. Like it said, uh, well, the United uh, Police Officers Association. What, did they leave a voicemail? No, I, uh, it was one of those, I said hello. and They then say curse they say word. They say curse word. You hang up. No, I said hello, <laughs> and you could tell it's like a, it's like a, it's a robot. Mm-hmm. Why did you answer it? Because I, 
because oh because you got it you've got a I business answer call yeah. but I also right. answer calls for this job too yeah. if somebody's right. calling from a six one seven number I'm thinking it could be Boston yeah and sometimes I have ignored the call only to find out that that was actually a legitimate call and mm-hmm. I should have picked it up yeah yeah see I don't get I don't get calls from anybody thankfully that aren't they're either legit or they're not and if I don't recognize the number even if it's a local number. I won't. I won't answer because I know they can spoof other numbers to look like yep, they're right. local or they have the same prefix. Yeah, it's uh, that's frustrating. That's yeah. the frustrating part. A 30-year-old Louisiana man named Devin Jones was on his way home from his wedding Saturday night with his bride and a male friend. They got stuck in a bad traffic jam mm-hmm. caused by a car crash. What? He's on his way home from the wedding with the bride and a male friend. Yep. Yeah. Okay, go wait, on. Wait for it, John. Yeah. Uh, and they were airing some dirty laundry. Hmm. So they're stuck in this traffic jam. Devin, call, uh, Devin accused the friend of having an affair with his new wife, uh-huh. and then it got heated. Uh-huh. Devin grabbed his gun, yeah. jumped out of the car, right. and started chasing the friend through the stop traffic, firing shots at him. So the friend gets out also. Now these two guys are on foot chasing one's chasing the other one with a gun yeah yeah see the the opening words of the paragraph yeah screamed at me mm-hmm. something's not right here well usually it is the bride the groom and another guy <laughs> left the wedding together all, all dressed in their tuxes and <laughs> yeah. wedding dresses yeah. firing guns at each other. Uh, i'm not <laughs> really seeing tuxes and gowns no they were uh, they I'm were seeing dr- jeans yeah. and uh, tank tops <laughs> the uh bri- yeah especially in louisiana yeah yeah the bride ran over to some first responders who were helping the victims of the crash that caused the traffic jam and said her husband was trying to kill her. She then Kill bar- her? Yeah. Try- she then barricaded herself in the ambulance. Only smart one there. When Devin came after her, he was arrested for attempted murder and second-degree battery. The people he shot were flown to the hospital and are recovering. Devin. So he shot bystanders because yep. yeah. he's a bad shot. Uh, so. Yeah. He, one hit a friend in the leg, and the other injured someone in another car. So, so, so here they are: you get the bride, the groom, and a buddy, and they're in the car and they're driving away from the wedding. And the buddy's like, uh, "Hey, uh, Devin, I don't know if she ever told you, but you know, uh, I, used to- I banged her a couple of times a few years ago." What? You yeah. never told me that. And then, you know, then she's trying to defend herself. Meanwhile, Devin's going, yeah, and I bet I had her a lot better than you did because she was younger and hotter and, you know. Devin, Devin, <laughs> calm down. It was only twice yeah. a week for the last year. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of the car! Yeah. <laughs> but he did, he was wearing the tux at his at the time, and she was in the wedding dress. Yeah. He had the, uh, the gun stuck in the cummerbund of his outfit, probably, uh, yeah. just in case, right? I just... <laughs> The, uh, the moment you said the bride and groom and a guy left the wedding. Uh, plus Louisiana. Yeah. yeah. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is going to be uh, cloudy with a high of 80 to, uh, tomorrow. More of the same with a high of 79. It's 54 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 654 and the great Phil Collins on Rock 102. Oh, my God. Great. It's in the story of uh, this woman who uh, made a viral video on TikTok. She yeah. has the Guinness Book of World Records for the biggest mouth. She's uh, she's from Connecticut. Hey, now. Yeah, you know what? That could be um, good or bad. <laughs> I, I don't need a Guinness Book to tell. She's from South Norwalk, Connecticut. Um, 
whether or not a woman's got a big mouth. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa there. <laughs> but, but, I mean, physically speaking, this woman opens her mouth, and, uh, and it is – she looks like a fish, like a big, big fish. Yeah, but that I'm looking at this picture. I, w- do you have like a full picture of her that's not like on a TikTok video? Because um, it almost looks like she's she's got a filter on the phone. Like you can put your face up to the filter on uh, on the phone and get the, your mouth really big. I don't know, but they've also got a picture of her here at the at the dentist. The dentist has like one of them one of them foot measuring things they used to use on you to, mm-hmm. to when you went to buy shoes. And uh, she's got the whole thing in her mouth. She's got a big mouth. Yeah. Well. Wow. When, when I was back in Central New York, which is where you know Steve and I both lived for a while, there was a guy there who holds a Guinness record for the largest tongue. And he came into studio one time. We all it's like he did. Yeah. I bet a bunch of other people did too mm-hmm. with that kind of tongue. Oh yeah, she has an entire uh, an entire order of McDonald's large fries. <laughs> All in her mouth at the same time. But she's not, uh, when she has, have you seen the pictures of her with her mouth closed? I don't think there are any. Yeah, there are. I'm looking at them now. Uh, I know what you're getting at. <laughs> yeah. But she's a, she's a pretty girl. She's not, uh, you know, but it's she when she opens. shut her mouth. When she opens, yeah. <laughs> Most of them do, Johnny. Most of them do. She has an entire apple <laughs> yeah. in her mouth. V- vertically. Yeah. Yeah, she, she could uh, she could make some money off. Of it. Uh, oh, I bet she could. She is a TikTok star, so she does get a lot of uh, you know publicity mm-hmm. from from being on TikTok with these big mouth videos. Yeah, I bet that can come in handy too. It's like a big mouth Billy Bass. That you know when you're leaving when you're leaving the wedding with your husband and a friend, yeah. <laughs> you need a mouth <laughs> like that. Well, what do you want me to do, Devin? <laughs> Look at her mouth. Mike Quincy's coming up next at 6.57 at Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It is 7.07 and the cars on Rock 102. Partly sunny today uh, with a high of 80, dry as well. There's no rain in the forecast for one day. It is 58 in downtown Springfield. Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3 is joining us in the studio. And on the phone with us right now is Mike Quincy from Consumer Reports. Good morning, Michael. How are you? Hey guys, how's it going today? All right, all right, Mike. Uh, usually, you're testing cars. You got a test track down there in Connecticut for Consumer Reports. You drive the cars around, and uh, then you tell everybody what the cars are like. We're here to talk about RVs. Did they make you and a bunch of guys from work go out in an RV and go camping for a few days? Hey, that's that's a nice gig if you can get it. Not uh, really. No, and, uh, and actually, we, we uh, Consumer Reports does not test RVs. We've often thought about it, but the thing is, um, the, the reason we don't test RVs is they're so customizable that it's hard to get a representative sample of of what a kind of a, an average RV is. In other words, when we go out and test a new car, we ask the manufacturer, "What do you think is going to be the most mainstream trim line and options?" And that's the one we'll test. So RVs are completely a completely different animal, but we do have. A, a, a story on ConsumerReports.org about uh, tips for safer RV travel, and I'm pretty sure that's what you're talking about. Is uh, Well, I'm pretty sure that's what you told us to talk about. Uh, <laughs> are, they, are RVs the, the kind that are drivable? Yeah, that, this story is specific. 
specifically talks about kind of the all-in-one RVs, so the, the vans that are converted into RVs or the big kind of bus-like RVs, the all-in-ones. And because it isn't as easy as just, you know, hopping in and, and running out, especially if you've owned your RV for a while and it sits most of the year, there's all kinds of maintenance and stuff you have to think about before you go, go on the road. You know, I've also thought about that, too, when you talk about bus size. Um is there a point where you need a different driver's license to operate one of these things? I don't believe so. And I, and I think that's exactly the way the RV industry wants it to be. I, I mean, the ones that are, you know, like a Greyhound bus, may, maybe, but, but I'm thinking probably not. But it, it, if, you know, if all the Rock 102 listeners out there are, or have been interested in getting into RVs, um, you definitely want to take some time to practice because these are big, unwieldy beasts. Yeah, and when you see them on the highway. I saw one on the highway one time. It was pulling a trailer... I mean, a good-sized trailer and then a second vehicle behind that. It's, it's unbelievable. And that's, that's one of the tips that people have to think about when they're getting into RVs is you need to balance the weight. I mean, there's, there's a weight capacity that your vehicle can handle. And, and what's important is also where you distribute it. It has to be evenly distributed. You have to think about how much uh, the, the vehicle's weigh that you might be towing or the trailers, as you mentioned, the cargo in the basement area of the storage of the uh, area of the RV, as well as the water in the tanks. All that stuff adds weight, and all of that will affect your handling and especially your braking distances. Are you are you driving these things around with the with water in the tanks? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, certainly. I mean, my my closest uh, experience to this is uh, a few years ago. My family and I rented a thirty foot travel trailer, and and that that comes with with you know water tanks and and whatnot. And we also had to you know load it up with food and and and, and plates and dishes and all that stuff. So you, so it's it's all a part of of balancing the weight and making sure that the vehicle that you're using to tow your trailer also has the capacity. Luckily, we had a vehicle from work, a a very powerful Ford Expedition. And but but the whole thing is, is it's all related. In other words, when when you're driving your regular car, you can usually you know cruise down the highway and and not really think twice about it. But when you're either towing a trailer or driving an RV, you have to think like I did, and that's you know a take on the eagles it was life in the slow lane yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah and that's the thing you know when you travel across country in one of these things it's going to take you probably a, a week longer than it would if you drove your car just oh, because yeah. of the, I mean, uh, it, it, your, your 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 adherence to the speed limit is not only a good idea for for handling and, and braking but you know, the vehicle just can't can't go as fast as not as nimble as a car. So you just you just say, well, I'm going to park it in the right lane. People are going to pass me, and that's the way it goes. And I'm looking at uh, ConsumerReports.org right now, this article, and it says it doesn't mention anything about height. It, you only mention weight. That's another important thing, though, because people don't realize how tall those things are and will drive under even just tree limbs. Well, they're, they're uh, not yeah. taller than buses, are they? Uh, it, it depends. It depends on the vehicle. It's not even just the roof of the of the RV. It's it's the air conditioning yeah. unit. It's yeah. the antennas. Uh, all that the stuff dog. Can get clipped under a bridge. I mean, yeah, YouTube has <laughs> channels devoted to RVs and trucks and other tall vehicles going under bridges that they're too tall to even consider, and you see all the destruction. Yep. There goes the satellite dish. Don't some of them have yeah. s satellite dishes too? 
Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, it, it's it's a home away from yeah. home. There are people that do this full time. They just they sell everything they own. They retire. They hit the roads. They're you know, and you go you go from from park to park, and it's a whole big community. And how many uh, how many gallons do you get to the mile? Oh, I I, I don't even want to think about it. Yeah, I, I mean, I I can't even I can't imagine. Well, you get uh, about eight or nine miles uh, to the count. Honest to God, when I see those things, you know, and I'll look at the plate to see what state it came from and. And you're like, God almighty. I can't imagine, especially gas being back up around $3 a gallon now. First of all, what's the, is there an average size tank on these things? How many gallons do they hold? It, it, it depends on the RV. And some, and some are diesel-powered, which, which certainly will help with fuel economy. But, but these, these, you, can, this is, you could spend a, practically a mortgage payment filling up this, this thing with fuel. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, it's always a weird balance because I've, I've always wanted to drive around the country you know, when you have you know time and, and money and whatever, and 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 I always thought, well, is it is it cheaper like to have an RV and do it, or is it cheaper just to, to stay in hotels? Because the amount of your money you're, you're spending on gasoline is is prohibitive. Yeah. And and you're right, John. That the sales and usage of RVs definitely go down when the price of gas goes up. And then what about uh, what about insurance? Uh, you know that's that's got to be worked out with your carrier. They have special RV insurance. It's certainly not covered under your regular, uh, you know, auto and, and and homeowners insurance. But you'd have to you'd have to check into that. But I mean, again, if if you're if you're doing this full time, that's that's your your only insurance payment. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like for those people and lots of these people that drive these RVs are pulling. Like I said, they're pulling a secondary car with them. Uh, if they crash that thing, is the car insurance paying for the car and the RV insurance is paying for the uh, RV? I, I, you know, I, I don't know, but it's, it's like when, when I was towing the trailer, you have to think like two steps ahead. In other words, when you need to stop for fuel, you need to think, how am I going to get into the gas station? How am I going to get out of the gas station? If you need to stop in, into a store to get, to get food and stuff, you know, where, where am I going to park this thing? So there's enough space for everything. It's, it's all takes a lot, a lot of planning. And I, you know, after a day of just uh, driving, I'm exhausted because there's there's so much to worry about. All right, I'll ask the uh, the million dollar question. So you got a tank for your waist, obviously, as you go to the bathroom. So how do where do you empty that thing? How do you do that? What's Walmart. The, yeah, just parking lot. Parking lot. Yeah, yeah, right in the parking yeah. lot. Yeah, you you have this thing called the, the you know the gray water tank, and and most RV parks have a spot where where you can you can empty that out. And, mm. And and my my family and I got into you know good good kind of uh, system of of who's going to do what. And we had special gloves that you wear to to hook up the, the 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 hoses to the various tanks to empty them and stuff like that. It's it's uh it's very glamorous. Yeah, I'll th- tell you. this sounds. Oh, yeah. like, th- th- this yeah. sounds only like owning one of the like to, to have to maintain it. Yeah. I mean, they're very nice. We get them uh, every year for the Mayflower Marathon, uh, but we're just. We're just occupying it. We're not but, taking care of it. And the thing I can't, you know, I mean, I know somebody who's got one. That, well, it's a towable one. And, you know, he probably uses it two weeks out of the year. And it just doesn't seem like it's, you know, if you're retired, like you said, you're retired, you got money, you want to go around the country. That's a different story. You're buying a, one of these big things and using it two or four weeks out of the year. Just rent one. No, see, I, John, I think I agree, and I, I'm, I'm. It's kind of what the what the article at ConsumerReports.org is is talking about. When these these either the trailers or the the full RVs sit for a while, uh, you know, any vehicle is not 
is not in its best health if it isn't being used. So with an RV, that has been sitting. You've got to check the tires. You've got to check the hoses. You've got to check the oil. You've got to make sure that all the lights and electronics are working. Uh, it's, it's not easy to just – if you get a flat tire in your car, you've got um, – you usually have a, have, a, have a spare tire. You've got a, you've got a jack or you, you're part of AAA or whatever. When you get a, a tire issue with an RV – it's a whole different animal because a lot of oh, the, yeah. the rear tires are doubles, so you need to be able to 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 to, to have someone with the the jacking capacity and the and the tire changing capacity to do it. So if your tires are getting old on your RV or your travel trailer, you definitely should ch- should change them. Anything uh, tires that approaching ten years old from the date of manufacture should be gone, um, and you, you need to be checking them all the time as well. You not only need help to get the jack on. You need yeah. help. All right. All right. I, I hey, see what you did there. Yeah, yeah. Hey, there's another article uh, here called How to Keep Your Car from Getting Stolen. Uh, I haven't read the article yet, but if I may, uh, can I predict that perhaps um, lock it, take the keys with you, and possibly put it in a garage? You know, John, you spent some time with law enforcement. <laughs> when you well, talk to police officers... They'll say quite often, you know, the houses that are broken into, they're unlocked. The cars that are broken into, they're unlocked. Uh, the cars that are stolen, the keys are in the car. It's, it's a lot of simple stuff that, that people can do to decrease their chances of getting their car stolen. To decrease the chances. But the fact is we have reached a point in, in technology now where uh, you hear these stories about you know, somebody comes home and they toss their fob onto a little table inside the front door, and it's—I I don't know the word I'm looking for—but little dirt bags out on the street who know what they're doing can actually hijack that fob inside your house to start the car. Right, right. It's 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 like car hacking, mm-hmm. um, um, and it's not as common as you'd think, and it's a lot harder than you think but i mean it is technically possible and and there used to be this myth oh you should put your keys in the freezer which is complete nonsense but um when you're talking about a lot of times the 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 the, the people are doing this they're looking for something easy so they're probably going to be targeting an older model without anti-theft technology they're going to be they're going to go into air into into neighborhoods and just try the door handle if the door handle's open, then they're going to then they're likely to go through it. If the if the if the handle is is if it's locked, they're probably just going to move on to the next one. Yeah, you're probably talking more along the lines of the advanced car theft rings that are looking for particular types of vehicles, so they'll they'll work a little bit harder to, to steal the thing. But I, I don't know what you meant about the old wife steal thing. I keep my keys in the uh, in the microwave. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, In case you need a quick getaway. Uh, Well, no, so that I don't have to worry about somebody out in the uh, driveway stealing my car. Um, I'm sure it works well for you. uh, You need to get an air fryer because that's where I keep mine. Oh, oh, well, yeah, I didn't think of that. (laughs) Hey, there's there's an article in USA Today this morning, and and we've heard these stories before about these uh, Tesla batteries and um when they catch fire there was one i think it was a local story where the fire department used like hundreds and hundreds of gallons of water to put out this engine fire because these bat this battery fire because these batteries burn so hot and so long that uh, they, that first responders really need to kind of know how to deal with these things. I th- this article talked about it took four days 
to extinguish a Tesla battery fire. Jeez. Uh, yeah, and, and uh, are they using foam? Are they using, I've, I've heard about this. I haven't read that article that you're talking about. But, I mean, you, when you have a, a car, you have to get the energy from somewhere, and the energy is coming from these batteries. And, and under certain circumstances, um, you know, things can get a little um, toasty. The, uh, the other thing they talked about, too, was a battery. I think the article actually was, do, do we really need an electric vehicle with a 500-mile range? Um, yeah. <laughs> why, why would you, I mean, you can't go on a long distance trip if even 500, if 500 miles is the high end, then I don't understand why people have these cars. Well, it, it, EV electric vehicles have not really proven to be the best, um, long, uh, distance kind of vehicle to use. Um, it, they, it is possible to do it. I mean, the, the example that I usually give is my, my sister lives in, in Washington, D.C., and from my house, it's, it's about, I don't know, about five hours or something like that. It, it would be considerably longer if I, if I took an electric vehicle, even one with, with a fair amount of, of cruising range, because you're, we're going to have to inevitably stop to recharge and, and to, 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 to get that amount of energy in the batteries that you're going to need to keep going. It, it could take 30 minutes uh, an hour or, or, or longer, depending on the vehicle and the types of batteries that you have in the vehicle. So it, it is possible to do it, but you need more time to do it. And, and, and the, so the, the criticism with the electric vehicles is we need a greater cruising range, and I can see where they're coming from. But you also want a, a greater cruising range because in the wintertime, your battery's effectiveness for producing this cruising range goes, goes down. Uh, the batteries aren't as effective in the cold weather. You're running the heat or your, your heated seats, and that um, sucks out the energy from your batteries as well. So it, it's a good thing that they're talking about uh, greater cruising ranges. Um, the batteries, EVs, EV driving technologies have gotten a lot better over the years. They're going to continue to get better. Um, uh, they are part of the future. Uh, they're, they're right for a lot of people. It, it's really best for, like, short commutes. That, that's that's where EVs shine, especially if you can get a home charging station. Um, and and I can I can see the appeal. I, I definitely I've been kind of slow to warm up the EVs, but I but I can see the appeal. How about an EV RV? Oh boy, pretty heavy, and adding <laughs> tons of batteries is just going to make them a tank. What about getting VD in an EV? Okay, look. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Michael, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Uh, Mike Quincy from Consumer Reports. We appreciate the time this morning. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. It's uh, 723 at Rock 102. It's 726 at Rock 102. Uh, There you go. Mike Quincy we just had on. Uh, I don't know what we got coming up after 8, but Dave Coombs from Laser993 is here in the studio. Yeah, when's Bax coming back, by the way? Don't know. We don't even know what's wrong with him. He's got a case of the RVVDs. Yeah, the D. Yeah, you like, you like that. I huh? like that yeah. one. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> or an RV STD, maybe. Yeah. RV STD. And uh, yeah, Quincy got all nervous. Yeah, you don't know what to say. You, uh, Qu- you know, Quincy is a very dry guy. <laughs> yeah. He's not, you know, yeah. but he's a nice guy. He's just, no, a nice uh, guy. Yeah. He just does, doesn't like to participate in that kind of humor. He no. should be uh, familiar with all that medical humor, being a medical examiner, right, Quincy? Yeah, probably. You know, uh, I'm not watching a lot of these Olympics, but I am reading stories uh, about different things. And uh, it just it just some of these some of these sports just amaze me. Um, it's not called synchronized swimming anymore. Oh, I forget what 
I forget. Acro- I think it's called acrobatic swimming. Um, I was reading an article yesterday about the number of concussions that uh, people endure in that sport. The, first of all, apparently there's a lot of throwing, which I didn't realize. There's a lot of, uh, of throwing of teammates into the, either into the pool or from within the pool. But, you know, there's also a lot of flailing arms and, and uh, legs and knees to the back of the head and, and stuff like that. Maybe, act- maybe noggins colliding with each other if you forget which way you're supposed to go. And then- They've actually created a, uh, excuse me, a bathing cap that has a hard shell huh. uh, under it. But, uh, I, you know, I'm just, I'm just imagining the time and the uh, devotion and, again, telling your parents, um, I want to be an acrobatic swimmer. A what? You remember you used to call it synchronized swimming? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. That's what you want to... No. No. I mean, no. You're banned from the pool. Your well, pool privileges are being pulled. One of my favorite SNL skits of all time was Martin Short and Harry Shearer years yeah. ago as yeah. synchronized swimmers. It's yeah. great. I remember that too. Yeah. And that was a and that's a perfect example of of making fun of yes. what you can only imagine must be ridiculous. <clears throat> mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Bax and I have sat here for twenty six years uh, doing this in, in a non synchronized fashion. You, you imagine, like, how do you even find that partner? Hey, uh, what do you say, uh, you and me, we, we become uh, acrobatic swimmers and try to make it to the 2020 Tokyo Olympics? Well, I'm sure you're probably meeting other people with your interests when you go for training. Yeah. So, you know, it's not like you have to go look and find somebody. I don't know. I can see maybe an ad on Facebook, you know, looking for acrobatic swim partner. I don't think you should be poo-pooing on these people, though. Oh, I love to poo-poo on Why? these people because I just think some of these, some of these uh, sports are silly. Yeah, but they Badminton. also but they also take a lot of talent, oh, and they I, also no take question. years and years and years to train to be perfect. No, at no them. question. I wouldn't be able to do anything like that. Yep, yep. But you know what? Uh, it's, it takes it takes the same amount of work and stuff like that to to do uh, to be special at anything. And I make fun of everybody. You know that, Stephen. You do? Sure, I do. I'm an equal opportunity insulter. I've never heard you insult anyone in my entire life, up to and including right (laughs) now. For the last 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. You need to find a synchronized insulter, John. You'd be all set, right? Well, (laughs) good luck finding another one to keep up with me. It's uh, News is Next at 7.30 at Rock 102. It's 7.34 at Rock 102. It is time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. All month long, receive 40% off installation of windows, doors, and Yankee Home's signature one-day bath system. Always use the keyword Rock 102. A Holyoke man was arrested Monday morning after a dozen dirt bike, uh, bikers assaulted a driver with their helmets at the X in Springfield nearly a month ago. According to a news release from the mayor's office, at around 7 a.m., members of the Springfield Police Warrant Apprehension Unit, along with multiple other law enforcement agencies, arrested 23-year-old Juan Rodriguez Minier in Holyoke. Detectives requested and were granted an arrest warrant on July 20th for Rodriguez Minier's uh, involvement in an assault from July 5th. It happened around 9.30 p.m. on the 5th at the intersection of Sumner and Belmont Avenues. 
Police Commissioner Cheryl Claprood said the driver of the car hit the wheel of one of the dirt bikes, and that led to an altercation with about a dozen dirt bike riders. Uh, officers located an adult man on the ground and immediately provided first aid before he was taken to Bay State, where he remains in critical but stable condition with severe head trauma. You see, I'm trying to find, I'm trying to find the story on 22, because when they did it earlier this morning, I heard them say that um, there were there was more than one attempt to take this guy into custody. And um, I don't know whether that was while he was out on the bike because they weren't able to do so um, or or what, what the deal was. But now I can't find the story. But it, I'm glad they were able to find this guy because this, this was just a horrible... Yeah. A horrible sounding attack. You know, as we were talking about last hour, you know, it's really hard to identify somebody when you got a helmet on and uh, you know, uh, no none plates. of these registration registered bikes or anything yep. like that. So, uh, good job on the on all the uh, law enforcement involved getting this guy. Yeah, it's the U.S. Marshal. They had the U.S. Marshals. Yeah, yeah. Is that because that's the Tommy war- Lee Jones? The warrant kicks in. Is that when um, the marshals get called? And. It depends. I'm not exactly sure what what criteria is necessary to involve the U.S. Marshals, particularly since this guy wasn't out of state or uh, they didn't have to go out of state to get him. That's oftentimes what the Marshals are used for. Well, we're not the only ones dealing in Western Mass with uh, illegal dirt bike riders. Police continue to combat the ongoing issue of illegal ATVs and dirt bikes riding recklessly around Connecticut streets. West Hartford police say they've received a number of complaints. Oof about a large group of ATVs and motorcycles driving recklessly around town on Sunday. During a news conference yesterday, police said they estimated about 200 ATV, dirt bike, and motorcycle riders to be driving erratically through local streets Sunday evening. 200? Yeah. Together? Uh, yeah. It's uh, probably a motorcycle you should, run. You go on WFSB <laughs> and see the picture of the surveillance camera. Uh, I, it must be from, I don't know what building that's from, but it's pointing down at the street, and it's just like a... Almost looks like a swarm of bees, you know, like a. Well, big but that's swarm. what I mean. I'm wondering if it was a, if it was a motorcycle run. No, it was and, not. Uh, a motorcycle. People are like, you know, some no. time to run for charity. No, nobody. I, there was nothing charitable about these uh, <laughs> group of uh, individuals. Uh, it's not a new phenomenon. It's been occurring throughout the state. They have come through West Hartford before. I think last night's group was the largest we've ever seen, said West Hartford Assistant Police Chief Lawrence Terra. The group was seen on Farmington Avenue, Ridgewood Road, and New Britain Avenue. No crashes or injuries were reported as a result. A group of riders was also seen Sunday evening in downtown Hartford. While officers are trying to crack down on those riders, enforcing traffic laws is a challenge as the vehicles don't have registration plates and operators. It's the same exact thing that we're dealing yeah, with here in Springfield. Uh, state law also prohibits the use of tire deflation devices and roadblocks in Connecticut. Really? They can't use. They can't use stop sticks. sticks. Well, you wouldn't use stop sticks for bikes anyway. But I don't know if I don't know if that means they can't use stop sticks at all. I don't know. Maybe it's within the city, maybe or something. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, West Hartford police say they're working with regional law enforcement partners to come up with appropriate solutions and responses to the problem. I'm not seeing it on the FSB. Um. 
It was on, like, the front page uh, just about 20 minutes ago. Well, they must have changed it. Construction crews uh, demolishing the former Mass Career Development Institute building struck a gas main, causing nearby homes to be evacuated yesterday afternoon. All homes within 1,000 feet of the 140 Wilbraham Avenue address were evacuated shortly before 2 p.m. when the gas leak was detected. No one was injured, according to Captain Drew Piemonte of the fire department. Eversource was able to isolate the the leak, isolate the leak, and turn off the pipe, Mm -hmm. not the lead. No, I I would imagine. No, that's what it's written. uh, Well, I know, but Steve, you just said leak. I mean, it's a. Oh man, now I'm looking at that video. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. All those dirt bike riders? Holy mackerels. Because you're not going to let them catch, you know, not going to let them catch the dirt bike riders. Yeah. Ah. yeah. Police, see, I'm pretty good with that. Yeah. Police were allowed to, uh, ret- uh, police. You're not so good with reading, but you were good with that one. Poli- peep. Yeah. <laughs> Go back to quoting Almond Brothers songs. Uh, people were allowed to return to their homes in a short period of time once officials determined the gas levels were safe. Wolverham Avenue was also reopened to traffic. Uh, the building, which has been set on fire at least twice, has been a nuisance to the Old Hill neighborhood for years. The city began demolishing and uh, repairing the building in a two-phase project that is costing about $2.6 million and being completed by Associated Building Records of Springfield. They're two-faced? Two-phased. Oh, 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 I see. Do you not listen to what I'm saying? No, not when you call it a gas leap. I didn't call it a gas leap. <laughs> I'm telling you what's written you here are, on the paper. I, I know said that, lead. but you know it's a leap. Lead. So you don't have to say leap. <sighs> I'm also watching it. There's another video of a car parked on the side of the road as all these bikes are going by them. Mm-hmm. I mean, for God's sakes, this is West Hartford. This is the kind of behavior you expect in Hartford. Not West Hartford. Even East Hartford, yes. Not not West Hartford. West Hartford is the uh, the national treasure of Connecticut. Yes. Yeah. What next? Farmington? Sunday afternoon, two men were detained at Austin International Airport following a brawl that allegedly broke out over a seat reclining issue. Is this what we saw on the video yeah. just, just a little watching, while ago? Yeah, yeah. we're just watching this. <laughs> at 4.20 p.m., uh, Austin police were dispatched to the scene of an American Airlines flight where two men were throwing punches on a plane parked at the gate. Viewer video shared with a local news station shows two men actively exchanging blows while passengers and flight crew attempted to intervene. This was at the gate? It started at the gate and not, it continued onto the plane. You're not supposed to be reclining your your seat before the plane gets uh, to cruising altitude. Well, if it was at the gate, it's okay. I mean, before you actually take off, I suppose well, you could do that. The plane yeah. is at the gate. Yes. Yeah. The fight is over the reclining seat on the plane. I know that. What you just said, uh, you made it sound like they were outside of the plane no, at the gate. No, I didn't say that. I said... How could you be outside why the plane you, at the why, gate and then move your seat? Why uh, don't you get your facts huh? straight before you uh, You're, you're start misquoting this, you're, me, Stephen. Uh, no, I know exactly what you said. No, you I don't said think they you were did. fighting at the gate. They weren't at the actual gate. The plane was at the I gate. I wasn't suggesting they were at the I you, think do you see you what's need, happening to us? I mean, the, the meantime, these two are fighting in the studio. Yeah, yeah. Nothing to do with the gate. We're going to call the cops on you guys. <laughs> Ur- Stop. Ur- urgent calls to clear the aisle and return to your seats immediately can be heard echoing throughout the cabin as one passenger adamantly repeats, Stop. It's not worth it. According to witnesses, the plane was returning to Austin from New Orleans when the two men started verbally assaulting each other over a seat that was stuck in the reclined position. Oh, it was stuck. Well, yeah. it's not the passenger's fault then. Well, 
Blame uh, United Airlines. When the uh, plane finally landed in Austin and the seatbelt sign was turned off, both men jumped up and physically started fighting each other. Uh, police were called in onto the plane to escort the individuals off the aircraft and confirm both were de- detained, but no arrests were made. From the video, it looked like there were three guys involved, by the way. Yeah, well, somebody was probably trying to break it up yeah. and ended up getting in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't understand why nobody was arrested. There's video that shows this uh, clearly is a... Uh, a mutually combative assault, and but, both of them should have been arrested. But that video might not have been seen by police after they've detained these two individuals. Well, they should have held them long enough to be able to talk to the other passengers on the plane. Um, the other thing, you know what I discovered uh, the last time I flew, which was very upsetting? That your head I, hits those uh, luggage things? Yeah, the time of course. I, I couldn't get, I wasn't going to pay for the emergency row. Um, it was a Southwest flight. So, you know, you get to, you get to pick your seats. So I pick, I ended up with the row directly in front of the emergency row. And I didn't realize that row doesn't recline because the emergency row is right behind it. Mm-hmm. That uh, was a pain in the ass. So then you think you're having uh, extra room. Yeah, you think you might not. have a little bit more room, but, but you're not, and I'm not, look, I know I'm not in the emergency row. But I don't get to recline because of the emergency row behind me? That that ain't right. I wouldn't want to be in the first row either because you don't get a tray. I don't, I don't mind the first row. The bulkhead. I, I don't mind the bulkhead. That's not a bad seat. Oh, you got no you can, leg room up there. Yeah, but you can get off the plane faster. I just uh, I find it, um, I don't know how to, how to put this. Uh, it's almost like a scam with these airlines when you're booking a flight. Mm-hmm. So I booked a flight when we, uh, you know, went to Las Vegas and back. And then they're offering, you know, I, I booked it through Priceline. Uh-huh. But then they're saying, hey, you know what? You, we don't have a seat assignment for you. But if you want to upgrade yeah. and pick your seat, uh, it's fifty nine dollars extra per seat. Fifty nine dollars. Yeah. Yeah. See, I stopped using those third party things. I now book straight through Southwest or JetBlue. So you, yeah, but you're not getting the deep discount then. I'm I'm getting I'm getting deeper satisfaction that if you have to change a flight or you have to cancel a flight, you don't have to deal with the third party. An airborne uh, turtle crashed through the windshield of a car driving Friday on a Florida highway, uh, safely landing in the back seat. The St. Lucie uh, County Fire District said a tractor-trailer driving ahead uh, hit the edge of the turtle, sending it flying. The turtle landed seemingly unharmed in the back seat. It's like a game of turtle tiddlywinks. Later taken unharmed. uh, Yeah. Crashed through the windshield of the car, right behind this tractor-trailer. Tractor-trailer clips the thing? Clips the turtle. And it's still not... It must have been like you know one at that la- right at that last second, like the cartoon turtles. He was just able to get his head and legs inside the shell. Yeah, and meanwhile he gets there before Bugs Bunny does. Still. Yeah, I yeah, don't know how exactly. that happened. Yeah, how did he do that? Because he's the tortoise, uh, uh, slow and easy. The turtle was uh, later t- uh, taken by animal control and released safely. The driver was not injured, but they show this hole in the windshield. Mm. See, that is one of my biggest fears. Of driving on the highway yeah. is something coming through the windshield. You've yeah. said you've uh, that's happened to you yeah. before. We had where... that metal bar that came through the windshield down in Florida Jeez. when my uh, ex-wife and I were down there. And uh, one time years ago, I'm driving behind in Florida uh, behind a dump truck. The traffic is so 
It's heavy, but it's moving fast. Mm-hmm. That's a scary situation, too. Oh, yeah? Because you don't have enough. Nobody is giving anybody enough room to move or slow. And if you do slow down, somebody else gets in front of you. That kind of thing. Uh, this was like a dump truck. And it was three cars ahead of me. But mm. the rocks were flying off the top yep. of this truck. They were like, it was like, uh, you know, tra- uh, trap rock or something. Yeah. And it was hitting the top of my car. I've had that happen while I was on the bike. Where yeah. you can feel the crap flying off the back of a of a dump truck, and you got to kind of like drop back and let them go, or or pass them as quickly as you can. You know, I had it happen one time with pebbles coming off of a truck and hitting the windshield enough that it cracked the windshield, but I didn't realize it was cracked until I saw blood all over my thighs. It was in the middle of summertime, enough to actually send like little flakes of glass through the windshield and onto my body. The young daughter of the Flintstones. Pebbles, yeah, yeah, jeez, yeah. better than Bam Bam coming <laughs> off of that <laughs> truck. That's the truth. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast uh, today, uh, brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. Uh, now, depending on who you ask, it could be either cloudy or it could be sunny because Kelly Reardon just showed it was going to be sunny on uh, weather.com. It says cloudy. Who yeah, I'm believe? finding weather.com to be a bit. Uh... Not good with weather. With a high of 79. Tomorrow. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 754 and Aerosmith on Rock 102. Uh, sunshine today, partly sunny anyway, uh, but dry. And, and a high of 80. Tomorrow, cloudy with a chance of a shower and uh, a high of about 80. Right, uh, right now, it's uh, flabbing. Bax is out. Dave Coombs from Laser 993 is joining us in the studio Present. this I'm uh, next hour. I want to talk about a, a story that was uh, in uh, Mass Live. It was actually last week. Now that I think about it, uh, of um, these cherry trees that got cut down in uh, Northampton, and the and the problem that it caused. But there's also a, an interesting headline uh, on Mass Live this morning that says that the uh, I think it was the SJC. The Supreme State Supreme Judicial Court is going to, uh, oh boy, I can't, I don't remember if they said it's going to hear the case or decide. The Mass SJC will decide if Mayor Sarno must restore a police commission. That's going to be very interesting because, you know, the lower court already ordered it. The, uh, the mayor said no, that he would appeal it. And now the Supreme Judicial Court, which is the highest court in Massachusetts, has agreed to a direct appellate review of the case rather than what it initially considered by the Massachusetts Appeals Court. So the SJC takes it. A direct appellate review means they're going to hear it right away and uh, and make a ruling. And then, uh, man, if this one goes against him, he's going to be mad. Oh, yeah. He's going to get real mad. Oh, yeah. I don't want any commissioner being undermined by no patrol board, control board, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) Gas leap. We don't need any help around here. We can bust these heads on our own. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, going to be very interesting to see what happens if he loses because I don't believe there's an appeal process for uh, uh, an SJC ruling. The so. SJC. Isn't that the place over here in Longmeadow on uh, Converse Street? Uh, no, that's the uh, JC. C. 
JCC? Yeah. Oh, JC. Okay, yeah, I yeah. thought it was No, no, you're thinking of that, uh, that place where kids go to school up on Homestead Avenue in Holyoke. No, that's uh, <laughs> HCC. Uh, you're thinking of, uh, uh, never mind. It's uh, 757 at Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 807 and the Red Hot Chili Peppers in Rock 102. Partly sunny today in a high of about 80. It is uh, 64, I believe they said, in Rock 102. Bax is out today. Dave Coombs from Laser 993 is here in the studio with us. Jello. I um, saw this article in Mass Live last week, and I just, I just kind of find it. First of all, you know, things are a little bit different in Northampton. They always just seem to be. And um, and I mean that in a good way, but sometimes an odd way, you know, uh, and I'm not sure how even better to describe that. So there's this street up there in, uh, in Northampton, Warfield Place, and uh, it's a small street. I believe it's like a little L-shaped street that's, mm-hmm. that connects two uh, more busier roads, and there's a line of uh cherry trees in front of the houses Mm -hmm. and uh the city decided that they needed to well the city probably was forced to they they had to bring the sidewalks into compliance with the americans with disabilities act which meant widening the sidewalks which meant removing the trees right and uh, the people who lived on the street were all up in arms, saying, uh, "You know, you can't, you can't take, you can't take down these trees." They created a neighborhood coalition. Save the cherry trees was formed, and members went to great lengths to preserve nine of these trees. They went to such great lengths that they had the trees ordained as Buddhist priests. Huh. They, they got these Buddhists uh, that apparently are in town, and uh, the Buddhists said, yeah, the tree is one of these things that we find to be special, mm-hmm. for lack of a better phrase, and, uh, and we can make it a Buddhist priest as though that were going to save it. Did they say, breaking the law, breaking the law, breaking the law? No, that's Judas no. Priest. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, uh, thanks, Dave, because I didn't even know what that was. Um, the, uh, what the hell was I going to say? Uh, th- well, the thing of it is, first of all, from the pictures I saw of this place, um, you don't own the tree belt. The tree belt usually is between the sidewalk and the road, and that's town property. I didn't even know there was such a thing as a tree belt. Well, that's what we call it. Uh, they call it here. You don't actually, it won't fit around your trousers. But um, Depends who you are. Uh, some residents, now here's another thing I don't get. Since the residents were legally parked on the street, no one got a ticket, but the cars were towed, or as they say in the article, simply moved so that they wouldn't be in the way of the demolition. Mm-hmm. So I don't know them. if they were moved to an impound lot or if they were just moved out of the way. And then you had these people, uh, this couple. Mm-hmm. Um, Katie Young and her wife. Yeah. They basically attached themselves, not with any kind of apparatus, it just, just basically by hand. They wrapped themselves around the tree. 
Well, they were climbing up the tree. Yeah, yeah they were climbing yeah. the tree. And uh, and one, one of the women, uh, a police officer, was able to grab her wrist and pry her hands apart. But the other one uh, somehow managed to keep her arms around the trunk of this tree until finally they just basically said to one of the guys with the chainsaw, cut the tree in half. <laughs> So that they could take her right, arms right. off of the tree wow. and then basically <laughs> take her into custody and then dropped all the charges. But, um, yeah, one officer says, I grabbed onto Young's wrist with my right hand and pried her hands apart. She actively resisted these attempts and clasped her hands back on the tree. Now, again, this is when I say things are a little bit different in Northampton. In uh, Springfield or Holyoke, uh, I don't know that we would have gotten as far in the negotiation process as they did in Northampton, where a police captain told Ms. Young that he would buy her an IPA of her choice from a local neighborhood (laughs) deli if she would comply with the requests. And she refused. Oh, man. She refused yeah, she the refused. IPA. I know. I know. Hey, listen. Uh, when a cop... Oh, is it a cop? Yeah, uh, yeah. A, cop, a when captain. A, when a cop offers you free alcohol, yeah, yeah. you yeah. take that alcohol. A six-pack, maybe. Yeah. Not just one IPA no, from a deli. Come he on. said he'd buy her an IPA. Come on. I'll buy you an IPA if but, you let go of the tree. I think because at the end of that street, there's a little store. There's a store there. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Now here, here's a uh, this this I found kind of kind of funny. This is on Mass Live. Uh, in other words, it's their fault. This is supposedly a quote from um, one of these two women. So the so the women were taken into custody. Mm-hmm. They were brought to the Northampton police station, and she says we asked for food, and they bought they brought us two slices of bread in their bare hands. That's a quote, but it's spelled by Mass Live as B E A R. We asked. Oh, he had bare hands. We asked for food. Yes, we asked for food, and they brought us two slices of bread in their bare hands. (laughs) 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 Again, I know things are a little bit different in Northampton. But I didn't know the cops have bare hands. Well, they need to be able to handle people properly, and you need to have. I mean, uh, well, you know. They also have to bear arms, right. but that doesn't. No, that's B A R E. Those yeah. are those are naked guns. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's bare ass. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and oh, and then the officers proceeded to toss the loaves of bread into the cell's sink. That that is my guess is they put the they put the sandwiches uh, or the pieces of bread through the bars and said, here, here's your lunch. And the women refused to pick it up mm-hmm. or take it from them. So the cops probably just tossed it. And, yeah. you know, they couldn't toss it all the way across the cell and, and hit the bunk. And you know what the kick in the ass about this whole thing yeah. is? You could have been enjoying a nice cold IPA yeah. Yeah. and not uh, cold room temperature bread. Yeah, two slices of bread. Yeah. And I would have given you that IPA with my bare hands as well. I, you know, the lengths people go to to save things. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, I understand that they're trees, but guess what? Eventually, they're going to outgrow themselves anyway and have to be cut down. Most trees along tree belts have to be either trimmed back a yeah. lot 
for to for safety reasons or they need to be removed. And then the root system can actually destroy the uh, the sidewalk as well. And the sewer system too. They had uh they so like I said they created this organization Save the Cherry Trees. They claim the city broke their temporary restraining order filed moments before the demolition that would have legally put the project on hold. That see now I I I'm that's a little hard to so they obviously have a lawyer. There's probably a lawyer who lives on the street who probably ran down to Hampshire Superior Court and filed for a TRO and got one, but maybe didn't get it back to the scene fast enough before they started cutting the trees. Because um, it's hard to believe that the city would have broken a temporary restraining order if, in fact, the order had been gotten. Um this this group did try to negotiate with the mayor. Uh, they do have they got a picture on Mass Live. The article I had had a hyperlink in it for the sentence of ordaining them as Buddhist priests, and then when you go to that article, then you see Soto Zen Buddhist priest Ruth Ozeki marching toward the city hall. Propped in her palms were papers wrapped in a purple linen cloth. Behind her, New England Peace Pagoda Venerable Brothers Gaioe Cato and Taubi Keys. And they're walking down the sidewalk. One of them's got a little uh, drum in his hand with a with a drumstick, and the other one seems to have some type of a. Uh, uh, stringed instrument of some oh, sort. Oh, the, the Buddhist priest. You think you're going to cut these trees down? You got another thing coming. <laughs> Rocking <laughs> after midnight. Yeah, and they were reciting chants and holding signs. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. that's so, right. Yeah. Here we are. Where the talking ends. Yeah. Well, listen, this night there'll be some action spent. Once the uh, once the group reached the steps of City Hall, the uh, Buddhist monk lifted the cloth from her palms, unveiling two petitions, one signed by 2,000 members of the community, the other signed by more than 100 prominent Buddhist leaders in North America. And, oh, yeah, there's the picture. And, uh, yeah, see, they're not your trees. It's you know, not your property. Uh, you wanted to stop this whole thing. You could have just went and got a turtle somewhere and said, uh, yeah, "Hey, uh, yeah. there's this uh, turtle living in this tree, endangered turtle, and yeah. uh, we, you can't move this tree." Yeah, turtles don't don't live in trees, though. That's the problem. Uh, but yeah, the ten ten of the cherry trees are now considered Buddhist monks. So, although they've been cut down. I was going to say, they're all yeah, gods. They're so. now uh, former monks. So they got stumps now? Yeah. Just stumps? Stump monks. Who, who stumps? Did they take uh, the, the whole thing out with them? Do they grind up the stumps and all that stuff? They must well, have to. Well, no, gonna... no, because in fact, there's a picture. Uh, each stump has a rose on it. Yeah, I don't know. Most residents of this quiet L Street suburbans. This quiet L-shaped suburban street stashed between Prospect and Finn streets opposed the construction. Well, what do these uh, folks say about the you know the whole ADA thing? Because that's what you said this was originally. They say they don't really address that specifically. They say the road is not widely traveled. It's a little elevated road. It's really only used by the residential people who park here. 
Okay. Well, all right, but you know, it's got to be um, compliant. The trees also, by the way, were classified as diseased. The city plans to replace them with new ones, but uh, the the group got themselves like an independent arborist who came in and said, no, these trees are not diseased. They're in perfectly good shape. How long is it going to take to grow a new Buddhist priest, by the way? Probably 20 years. Uh, the ultimate the ultimate result of the work will be a resurfaced street, compliant sidewalk, and a sustainable tree canopy for decades to come. Oh, see, it's going to look nice. Warfield Place will be the nicest street in Northampton. You know what I can't figure out? A lot of my neighbors have done, and, I, and I've and i got one also, but I, I just don't know why they do this. I've got one of them uh, Japanese maple trees that, you know, they're basically red-leaved. Yeah. And um, a lot of the neighbors, like, basically cut off all the branches so that it's, it, it's pretty much just a trunk and then the, the trunk of the biggest branches remain hmm. and okay. then the tree regrew yeah well that's how you make tree trees grow like that you trim them back I, i've never seen that done on anything other than the japanese maple well yeah but lots of trees are trimmed in order to promote new they, growth they trim back branches from the ends yeah. this was trimming back the the trunk i mean the main branches of the tree I've never seen that on anything. First of all, I've never seen that anywhere ever. How long have you been alive? Uh, forty-seven years. Consciously, forty-seven years. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sixty-one <laughs> years old, oh, but right, I've right. been consciously alive for forty-seven. Uh, but but yeah, I've never seen that done before until this neighborhood I live in now in Chicopee. You know, we talked uh, a few months ago about uh, how you know these tree companies that come out and trim the trees for the power lines and all mm-hmm. that stuff. The, uh, the what is it the as as plunge as plunge yeah. uh, not as plunge <laughs> it sounds Asplund. like that yeah but like the street that I used to live on had those that big giant hemlock tree the big tall pine tree mm-hmm. and if you looked at it walking down the street with the power lines on the same side as the tree is it was cut out like there was branches oh, yeah. below yeah they make it, a hole and it just looked like a big like c yep. in the tree yep. yeah there's one, there's one of those in my neighborhood yeah they basically that looks worse than just taking the whole damn tree down or why didn't you just cut from the bottom and up? make it uh, so yeah. it's just like yeah. the top haircut thing yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah i've seen i do i have that in my neighborhood too but um <clears throat> i also have been told i have to have a branch cut back because it's on my roof Mm-hmm. Um, but God damn, th- th- that is one of the most seemingly, um, disproportionate pay towards work ratio I've seen. It costs a lot of money to take down a tree. Oh yeah. I mean, you look at the tree, the, the guys come in, they look at the tree, one tree, uh, $600. $600. And that's just to take it down. That's not know, even to, 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 to cut take, it up, take or, it away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I told you I had that uh, big giant tree fall in my yard. It's labor intensive. You know, I cut it up I myself, know. but I didn't even cut it. I just cut it up in big enough logs where I could haul it away with a machine yeah. and, and get rid of it. Uh, but to, to log it and you have to get a log splitter and, you, and you're not going to do that all by yourself. Yeah, but I don't have to get a, they don't have to get a log splitter for every job they do. I'm basically buying you a new log splitter to have one tree taken down. 
It's ridiculous. And I wish I was lucky enough as you to have it come down through an act of God. Oh, there was no there, God wasn't there that day. I thought you said I thought you said it just fell over or or got blown over. Uh, yeah, I think it was rotted already, yeah. and then it just eventually fell from all the water that was inside of it. Now, if they do see a little bit of a cut mark, will they not necessarily pay for it? Yeah, the insurance company. They come out and inspect that they to do? make sure yeah. that it's not that it's a it's a break and Damn. it's not a clean cut. Damn it! I got to figure out how to work this system. <laughs> right. Day twenty three at Rock one hundred two. Life is happening. Catch up at a local restaurant, like Sophia and Pablo at Table 2, out on their first date in a long, long time. Keeping the kids busy with crayons was a nice bonus. Like Lisa at Table 5, who's finally out with all her besties. There's nothing like fried calamari to get friends gabbing. It's time to get social again, Massachusetts. Your local restaurant is waiting. Let's go out. Dine local at visitma.com. Hurry to Gary Room Hyundai and save green with more inventory than any other dealer in Western Mass. I'll give you more green for your car, whether you trade it or not. Lease a 2021 Elantra Hybrid Blue for $258, a 2021 Ionic Hybrid SEL for just $231, or a 2021 Sonata Hybrid Blue for $229. Go green and save with three years of complimentary maintenance. All honeys come with America's Best Warranty, 10 years or 100,000 miles, and owner assurance. GaryRoomHyundai.com, 150 Whiting Farms Road, Holyoke. See dealer for details. Have you lost the only key to your car, home, or file cabinet? Call ServeU Locksmiths and we'll make a key for that. Whether it's a lock in your home or business for your motorcycle or scooter, bubblegum machine, or Cessna airplane, even when all keys are lost, ServeU Locksmiths can make a key for that. Visit us at ServeU Locksmiths, 977 St. James Avenue, Springfield, or serveulocksmiths.com. To those who step up to work the sunrise shift, power through the double shifts, or conquer the overnighters, McDonald's wants to serve you a tasty breakfast at a great price. Pick two for $2. Choose between a sausage McMuffin, sausage burrito, or any size premium roast coffee. Or enjoy two sausage McMuffin with egg sandwiches for $4. McDonald's, no matter the shift, we're happy to serve you. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with combo meal. It's 825 at Rock 102. Uh, let's see. What do we got tomorrow? Um, G. Michael Dobbs. Oh, G. Michael Dobbs. From the reminder. Yeah. I'm sure he's got a few things on his mind. Oh, uh, what really grinds his gear. Yeah. yeah. Find that out. <laughs> the gear grinding, of course. You know what really grinds my greers? That Lindsay Lohan. Your greers? Gears. Yeah. What is it with you? Uh, what? you know, I make... Uh, Slips with my, the way I speak, and then you harp on those. No, no harp. As if you no are such some sort that was of no harp individual. You think that was a you harp? You didn't even know where Rome was last week. Of course I did. It's on the lower road to Chicopee, uh, to no. Holyoke. And you don't even know where that is. <laughs> it's Whiting Farms Road. It's the, it's the high road. Oh, Speak, not, speaking of Rome, did you see Gary Rome is going to be uh, asking questions of the candidates in the mayoral debate coming up in Holyoke on Thursday? Why? I don't know. You need somebody to do it, right? He should have the dog do it. The debate is going to feature, I guess... The dog's uh, running. Six <laughs> of the seven certified that seems, candidates. That seems like a conflict of interest. That, that's, what, that's why I'm saying. That's why he can't ask any questions. It becomes right. a conflict of interest. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, no, no, Steve, there was no harping. I didn't harp. I just said... I, I just <laughs> no, said, yeah, uh, you, yeah, said yeah. you said Greer? I said Greer. 
You said, uh, uh, what was it before? Le- leap? I, I said leak. That's all. I liked it better when you were back at home. So did I. <laughs> Believe me. So did I. Mm-hmm. It's 827. News is next on Rock 102. It is 830. Mine, 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 mine. Oh, yours, yeah. Yeah. Two, three. I argue. The problem is he's on. What? I don't even want to explain this. I'm on every time. I know you are. Steve, don't make me harp on this. <laughs> you harp on everything. I will harp. I know. I have harped. Yeah, yeah. I can harp. Anyway, it is uh, 8.30, and it is time for news, and it is uh, brought to you by Aquatique Pools and Spas. Keep your pool sparkling all summer long with free water testing, 730 Union Street in West Springfield. Time for news. Bax is out today. Dave Crimson from Laser 993 is here in the studio with us. And it's not all about the music. Well, no, that shouldn't have played there anyway. I don't know what that was all about. I feel like I'm Bax because, you know, I when I sit uh, I in know. this chair, yep. I have to screw up all the time. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And I have to harp. Uh, a Holyoke man was arrested Monday morning after a dozen dirt bike riders assaulted a driver with their helmets at the X in Springfield nearly a month ago. According to a news release from the Springfield Mayor's Office at around 7 a.m., members of the Springfield Police Warrant Apprehension Unit, uh, U.S. Marshals Task Force, and other law enforcement agencies arrested 23-year-old Juan Rodriguez Menier in Holyoke. Detectives in Springfield requested and were granted an arrest warrant on July 20th for Rodriguez's Menier's involvement in an assault from July 5th. It happened around 9.30 p.m. on the 5th at the intersection of Sumner and Belmont Avenues. Springfield Police Commissioner Shell Clapperud said the driver of the car hit the wheel of one of the dirt bikes, and that led to an altercation with about a dozen dirt bike riders. The uh, man was uh, severely beaten and is still uh, in critical condition, uh, but stable condition, at Bay State with severe head trauma. I'm going to try and find some uh, information on that because, I I mean— First of all, arresting somebody at 7 a.m. means, obviously, they were trying to get a jump on him. Mm-hmm. Um, but having a warrant issued on July 20th and making an arrest on August 1st, 11 days later. And I know they said on 22 News there were several attempts to try to take him into custody, and he eluded uh, the authorities, so- which is probably also why they had that many agencies involved was to make sure this kid wasn't going to be able to get away. He doesn't leave the area or things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the mayor, Mayor Dom Dom, Mayor Dominic Sarno from Springfield, said outstanding work by our brave and dedicated uh, Springfield Police Department, especially the Detective uh, Bureau led by Captain Trent Duda. I want to thank all our regional partners for their efforts in identifying and tracking down this suspect. Terrific work by everyone involved. And it was, because you think about how much uh, investigation it takes to go through all surveillance cameras yeah. to start identifying individuals, which was probably the hardest part, since most of them are wearing helmets. There's no registration on any of the bikes. There must have been, uh, I, you know, any number of things could have happened. Uh, somebody may have grown a conscience and uh, decided to go and turn themselves in and say, you know, I was there, but I'm not the one who did it. Well, okay, do you know who did it? Well, yeah, it was this guy. And then, uh, well, we want the names of as many of the people there that you can give us, and God willing, there'll be more arrests because um, it's, it's not the, the way this individual uh, was beaten. It, uh, it, it, uh, you want more people to have to pay for this. Oh, Absolutely. 
Veterinary Emergency and Specialty Hospital in Deerfield plans to open a 12,000-square-foot facility in West Springfield next year to address the absence of urgent pet care in Hamden County. Were we just not talking about this yesterday? Yeah. And who's making this statement? Uh, This is Deerfield. The emergency vet clinic in Deerfield is opening up a facility in West Springfield. Okay. All but, right. But who made that opinion piece yesterday that you read? That was a that was a, an individual who had a dog that was injured. But it's kind of coincidental that they posted that. Opinion Not really. That, no, I could see where Deerfield's going. Okay, we're going to take a lot of heat for this one. Uh, you know, and it might not be. I don't know how. Is there something in that article that says when this facility will open? Uh, next year. Sometime. Yeah. See, so uh, they weren't ready to announce it. And then they probably went, you know, we're getting a lot of heat from this uh, letter. Maybe we should announce it. The West Springfield Hospital at 134 Capitol Drive will be the first 24-hour emergency care site for pets in Greater Springfield since VCA Boston Road Animal Hospital in Springfield closed its emergency services back in 2019. At present, pet owners in Hamden County, home to an estimate, well, we did these yesterday. Uh, Carrie Gardent, uh, hospital operations administrator at the Deerfield facility, said on Monday, we did a business review and looked at the needs in that population. The area has a void. Yes, because you read an opinion piece about it yesterday. No, because you knew it for months when you closed down, when the Boston Road Animal Hospital closed and the MSPCA facility closed. You knew there was a void for a long time. Now you're taking heat because somebody's dog got hurt and it's in the paper. Uh... it's about uh, yeah. All right, now I'm looking at the. Uh, this must be the Deerfield facility. They're standing in front. Yes, they are. The uh, hospital would be located that was once a hockey retail store across from Olympia Ice Center. The site uh, has easy access to I-91, the Mass Turnpike. The absence of emergency pet care in Hamden County uh, since 2019 has been exacerbated by a surge in pet ownership during the coronavirus pandemic. Mm. You know what? See if we can get Carrie Gardent uh, on the phone. After you uh, just uh, kind of blasted her that you think she'd want to want to come on? No, I, I'm not. It's not her. She's the hospital operations administrator. It's whoever owns these facilities and uh, and decides, you know, when and where to reopen another, to open a new place. It's not her. One in five U.S. households acquired a dog or cat since the start of the pandemic. That's like 20%. Can you imagine uh, being stuck with a cat no. inside a pandemic? No. You know, my kids want a cat. Oh, boy. Well, t- Steve, it's they're never too young to learn the art of disappointment. About not That's getting a cat. Yes, yes exactly. Absolutely. Well, uh, they, they uh, we want a cat. And I'm like, okay, well, you know what? Uh, you need to start picking up around here no. because if you don't oh, clean up God. now, how Uh-oh. are you going to clean out a cat butt? Don't leave the door open. Yeah, you, you start left making that. things clean. And, and uh, tell them you're allergic. So I, uh, I said, okay, we might be able to get a cat only if I can name it, and you have to stick with that name. Oh boy, well, what are you going to name it? Uh, get your Gumi uh-uh. from the uh, wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Yeah, yeah. Because the legend lives on from the Chippewa. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm aware the of the. Lake they call Get I'm Gumi. aware of the nine minute song, and uh, they don't want that. Uh, good. So well, I would have just said no. You know. Or you tell them you're allergic. Listen, kids, you don't know this because you've never seen your father around a cat before. But I'm very, very allergic. 
oh, my nose gets all stuffy. I yeah. can't stand the cat fur. Can't you just around. get him a dog instead? We have they a have dog. They have a dog. Oh. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I would say, you know, listen, it can be very severe <laughs> for me. <laughs> very, very severe. And I would think, yeah. you know, you don't want to do this again. <laughs> do you want to be orphans? Yes, Is that what you exactly. want? Oh, boy. Until you can find somebody to adopt you, I'd keep the cat out of the house. <laughs> Just about, saying is all. Uh, what's his, who was the character on uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm that recently died? It was it was Dave. Dave. Right. Uh, uh, well, I Super call him Dave. Super Dave. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. he's on the show. He's in his seventies. Right? Yeah, yeah. And he when his father dies, yeah. he goes to Larry and goes, "I'm an orphan now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You're not an orphan." <laughs> The uh, CDC is reminding people not to taste or eat any raw batter after at least one person in Massachusetts became sick. Eating raw cake batter can make you sick, the CDC said in a statement. Raw cake batter can contain harmful germs like E. coli. Germs are only killed when raw batter is baked or cooked. There were recently 16 total illnesses with seven hospitalizations in 12 states related to the outbreak. The CDC said there has not been a single brand or type of cake mix that has been linked to the illnesses. You know what it is? It's the egg. I yes. was going to say, yeah. is it, obviously, the, the uh, it's been a long time since I've made a cake. Actually, I never have. But uh, the, the stuff in the box is yeah. seemingly innocuous. It's got to be the egg, but then... But Rocky used to have raw eggs all the time before he trained as a boxer. But... Okay, so once you cook an egg, anything that might be in it is dead. Yeah, but what about a what about a poached egg? Yeah, you see, they t- that's why when you go to a restaurant, they usually have the asterisk next to the egg or the meat that says consuming raw or uncooked meat or eggs mm-hmm. uh, can cause foodborne illness. Sure, mm. because the bacteria is there. It's just not always so prominent that somebody's going to get severely sick from it. Yeah, that that's true, but I mean, um, it sure is tasty. It is tasty. Seventy five percent of people, seventy five percent of sick people are children under the age of eighteen. Children are more likely to have the severe E. coli infection, according to that CDC. Well, you know, they also say that not just cake batter, but cookie dough, raw cookie dough that's used in ice cream and other things like that's supposed to be very dangerous too. But but it's an ice cream. Yeah, but it's got. You know, it's not yeah, cooked. The, okay, is it frozen? Is it killed by the freezing? No, it, it's the cookie dough used in ice creams, and they actually even sell cookie dough that you can eat. And it doesn't have the egg in it. It's just oh, water inside of it. That's uh, the, the ingredients that makes it gooey. Uh, but it doesn't taste good until it has the egg. In yeah, it. I mean, come you on, know? I gotta have the egg. Um, but. The the way they make this sound as if if it's the cake batter, mm-hmm. they're making it sound like it's Duncan Hines or uh, right. you know Betty Crocker's right. fault. When then actually it's just the people who've made the cake. Yeah, don't blame Betty. Betty's fine. Betty's got enough to do. Yeah, with. Betty. Betty's way too old for this kind of responsibility. Uh, police are looking to speak with a person who found a mountain bike, possibly at Bear Hole in West Springfield, that may have belonged to a missing Agawam man. According to the West Springfield Police Department, the bike is identical to the report of a missing person in Agawam. 
Todd Polacco was last seen and heard from family towards the end of April or beginning of May. Polacco often rode a 2016 Giant Stance mountain bike throughout western Massachusetts and frequented local hiking and fishing areas, including Bear Hole in West Springfield. wonder if he ever went up to Northampton where the cops have bare hands. That would be ironic, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. The uh, mountain bike was uh, picked that was shared by the West Springfield police uh, is identical to the one Polacco The cops were sharing the bike? Shared the picture. Oh, the picture. Oh, see, uh, you didn't say picture, but I didn't want to harp on it. Uh, I said photo, <laughs> but you didn't hear that because you were too busy focusing on me effing up. No. Yeah. Steven, we don't use that word here. John, you let me finish. Yeah, see, it only, it only works when it's a two-syllable name. I know. You can't say it because yeah. you don't, you don't have, if your name was Jonathan, right, I'd right. be able to Oh, that, but, but it's not. Uh, what's your middle name? Nothing. Nothing? Naturally. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's <laughs> on my birth certificate. The bike was found by a passerby, possibly in Bear Hole, who then co- contacted the uh, co- Colorado Ski and Bike Shop regarding the bike. However, no information was gathered regarding that person. So if you have any information on that, who that person is who brought the bike to uh, the bike shop, uh, you're asked to call the Agawam Police Department Detective Bureau or the West Springfield uh, Police Department. So they want to know who the person is that brought the bike to the bike shop in yeah. order to be able to figure out who owns the bike? Or maybe they have other information well it's one of those things where you know the last person to see a dead person alive is often one of the first suspects so if this man is missing and you have his bike how'd you get it where'd you get it you know that's the kind of thing so you do want to identify this guy a uh, person couple in Clearwater, Florida was sitting down for a spaghetti dinner last Thursday night. Mm, Love spaghetti in Clearwater. Or technically Friday morning. It was a late dinner around 1 a.m. Yeah. Uh, 45-year-old Stephanie Lanas and 35-year-old Adolfo Rivera had both been drinking. Mm -hmm. They started arguing. Eventually, it turned into a food fight. She's a cougar, too. Yeah. She's 45. He's 35. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Nothing good happens after midnight. Come on, man. Uh, we don't know who instigated the fight, but it uh, ended up uh, mashing a plate of spaghetti into each other's faces. Someone called the police, and they were still covered in spaghetti when the police showed up. Now both of them are facing charges for domestic battery. Stephanie also got arrested in October for stabbing Adolfo in the arm during another drunken fight. She's a bad breaker-upper. They are. She is Lucky, a bad Like she didn't stab him in the forehead. Well, how come he didn't uh, walk away from her when she stabbed him in the arm the first time? Because he loved her spaghetti. Yeah. And he knew they were having spaghetti in a month. Why don't you just walk away from her, Adolfo? Because Wednesday is Prince Spaghetti Day. That's right. And uh, besides, you know, she's older than me. I kind of love her. Uh, She'll be fine. He loves eating her pasta. And uh, and, and then and then so somebody calls the police. You still have spaghetti on you when the police get there. You use the time. I mean, I, I don't know how long it took. I mean, by the time the cops got there, they probably had to separate the two. Well, the two they, of them were probably still in the midst of a fight. They probably didn't know the cops were on the way. Somebody else called the cops on them. Well, yeah, we're we're assuming. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the kind of couple who fights and smushes spaghetti in each other's faces, I'm thinking rentals. It's true love, John. Yeah, but I'm thinking a rental. I'm not. I'm not seeing yeah, a mortgage probably, involved here. Probably.
And uh, finally, I didn't know if you knew this, it's National Grab Some Nuts Day. I didn't need to know that. Almonds, cashews, pecans, things like that. That, that. That's about it. Yeah. America has more nuts than anyone else. 40% of the world's nuts are grown in the United States, and we lead all other countries in nut production. Imagine that. Yeah. And what about- we, also lead the con- we also lead the world probably in nut allergies. I uh, I enjoy a nice warm nut butter. Do you? Oh yeah. yeah. There's nothing like fresh squeezed nut butter. Yeah, I was uh, I was actually more comfortable talking about the couple and the spaghetti. You don't want to talk about nut no, butter and not, uh, how it's uh, National Grab Your Nuts Day. No, not not grab really. some nuts day, Steve. Not not your, your nuts. nuts. Well, if yeah. I have nuts, they're here. I'm gonna grab some. Yeah, but where'd you get them? You had to grab them somewhere else before they became yours. Well. Uh, any number of places mm-hmm. have uh, fresh nuts everywhere. Uh-huh. You so. could be grabbing some nuts that are your own. I've uh, I've done plenty of nut grabbing throughout my life, uh-huh. and it hasn't gotten me anywhere. Uh-huh. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today. Now uh, the weather dot com says the sun is going to come out. Well, it, it already is. No, I know, but uh, remember, it last yeah, hour it said yeah. clouds. Uh, with a high of 80, tomorrow more of the same with a high of 78. It is 61 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's 854 in Zeppelin on Rock 102. I ever tell you how much I hate whistling? No. <laughs> <laughs> He's harping again. I was whistling during Led Zeppelin. You have been whistling all week. <laughs> and today is Tuesday. <laughs> Uh, I don't think you understand, Dave. Uh, John doesn't like anything involved with happiness. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Well, Optimism. I, I know I brought food into the studio I, uh, for you. He doesn't yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. This is why I was ill. It had nothing to do with COVID or cancer. I was home for 15 months because people got tired of having me around the studio. That's all it really was. I told you, I was out at uh, Sun Valley uh, this past weekend because I did a I did a motorcycle run and the the end the picnic uh, the barbecue afterwards was at Sun Valley Campground out in Stafford and we were talking to the band members and they're not allowed to have outdoor concerts there perfect place for them but they're not allowed to because the campers who basically live there all summer uh, were complaining and uh, and I was like oh oh you can't have music outside but I have to sit here all day and listen to the happy laughter of children's enjoyment that's a hell of a lot more irritating than the sounds of a band he Man, also had to put up with where I parked my car in the lot yeah, here at the rock yeah, station as yeah. well. This is, this, you know, it takes me a while, Dave, to, to break in the, the newbies. <laughs> you, you, you got a lot of problems. <laughs> oh, you have no idea. And then, and then uh, you know, uh, once you get used to all those things, you got to make sure that you, you know, for years, you, you were a, a talk when I leave the room. Yeah. You push the chair in and put the microphone back. <laughs> you don't just leave the chair sitting here. And then, so, so then you. you you made me feel so uh, self-conscious about it that I would meticulously push the chair back and then put the thing back. The thing is, you know, I mean, we've been listening to this music for so long, I can't stand it anymore. And and uh, the idea of acknowledging it, you know, whether it's uh, uh, doing this 
with your pen. Yes, or... I, was, I was doing that a few minutes ago, too. So, if, you know, if you fix everything, Steve, then something else is going to come up. It's oh, like a psychological yeah. Yeah. whack-a-mole oh. game with hey, O'Brien over I'm there. not unaware. <laughs> I am very aware of my foibles, and I know that they are endless, and that when one gets solved, yes. another one, usually two, actually. Every time one gets solved, two new ones pop up. Yeah, you're not really an employee here unless you have been... Uh, demonized by John O'Brien well, in some way. I mean, on this floor. That's it, yeah. Yeah, I, on this floor. I mean, I, I don't really do this upstairs. Upstairs, he walks upstairs and he goes... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm whistling, hey. tapping my pen. Yeah. Uh, I'm in the wrong spot. Of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's 8.57 at Rock 102.